can't even provide for one fucking kid, you fucking idiot. Well, now I'm get, beginning to see why he left. Fucking right in the pussy. And there's a guy, Tom, you're going to love this name. His name is, um, he calls himself Turd Flinging Monkey. I thought you'd appreciate that. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I do like it. <laughs> He's got a lot of videos. The emotional thinking just is too strong. That's why women shouldn't vote. They're just children. All right, and welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. First show of June, which is, what's some kind of month? I can't remember what month it is. It's like June is some month or something important. I can't remember off the top of my head. But happy June month, whatever month June is. I don't know. Don't know. We can call it Big Towel Appreciation Month. How about that? Oh, it was, it was something like that. I can't remember. For some reason, I had a, I had a, like a second ago. Someone in chat probably will remind me. June is some kind of month for something. Whatever. Okay, so I'm going to be playing Brutal Legend. It's a cool little game. I'm going to play on Gentle. That way, because that way I can have a conversation, not get too distracted. So, of course, I'm joined by Feeding the Cat and DDJ. Hello. Good evening, guys. So I guess while Cat is prepping the guest, uh, do you want to give us any updates on your book? Uh, yeah, it's actually still on the bestseller list. Um, Amazon has been uh, very awesome. They've actually put the book on sale and has not reduced my royalties at all, which has been kind of nice. Also, people have actually seen the Amazon uh, book ad on a variety of different websites. So apparently Amazon is promoting it on their own. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Now, have you gotten any like feminists talking shit or giving you one-star reviews or anything like that? Not yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think that, you know, uh, it'll come, but I don't think it's there yet. I know that there are some feminists that I've debated with on social media um, that are aware of the book, but nobody's actually come right out and said anything about the book or um, attacked it yet. I think that there might have been oh, you're one of like Amazon's offsites that may have done gave me like two stars or something. Okay. But it was it wasn't of anything of substance. Okay. Yeah, just to let you know, guys, know if you have purchased the book, um, you know, if you go in and leave a review, that really helps DDJ out. It helps the book naturally. You know, don't give him a five star review if you didn't think it was a, a good book or anything. You know, give an honest review. But right. leaving a review helps the author. So if you've gotten the book, whether it's, you know, you've won it or whether you've purchased it, just, yeah, just leave a good review. Yeah, and this doesn't just go for me. This is for any kind of self-published author, um, you know, because the reviews are important. It, it, they provide valuable feedback. So definitely leave an honest review. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, right. Uh, TFM, do you What's mind, up? before we get into anything, uh -huh. um, Obviously, I get a lot of emails from people that, you know, they send their appreciation. They say, keep, keep up the good work. Some questions get asked. And I, okay. Oh, okay. hey. All right. So, but there was, there was someone called, well, I don't want to give his name away, but I'm just going okay. to call him. Call him Mr. Anonymous, like Sandman does. Yeah. Mr. But I will give, I, I will give a hint just so that he knows. Uh, 
Grigor Kurgain. That's what I got. That's what I call him. The Mountain. Okay. He says, "Hello, feeding the cat." He says, "I'm struggling to find ways to help younger men choke down the red pill and try to save some lives. I've already lost a few friends who divorce, divorce rape, suicide, and don't want to see. And I, and I don't get to see my kid." He says, "So I was wondering if TFM and you know by extension DDJ." Can you speak about things we can do and strategies we could use to help someone understand the red pill? Right. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we talked about this a few. It was back when I was playing Paragon. Um, unfortunately, you have to think. You don't want to shove whether you're even if you're trying to genuinely help someone. You don't want to be too pushy about it. You need to just be an example. And when people look at your life and you're living your beliefs and you're happy and they're miserable, they're going to ask you to help them be happy like you. So, you know, you're unfortunately, if you're trying to save someone from making a bad mistake, but their hormones are in the driver's seat, there's really nothing you can say because they're not thinking rationally and logically. If they were, they would, li they would hear you out. But if they're in love or, you know, they think this chick's different, there's really nothing you can do. You can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. Excuse me, TFM. Yeah, what's up? Um, apparently the game volume is too uh, high and we're having a difficult time hearing all you. All right. Hold on. Give me one second. Uh, actually, I don't think I can get out until the cutscene's over. All right. Sorry for the cutscene, guys. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, okay, I just took a screenshot. There. Okay. All right. Can I get out? Okay, perfect. So I can get out now. Hold on. Do, do, do. It's 35. All right. That took another five decibels. Is that better? All right, guys. If you are in the Twitch channel, is the game volume still too high? All right. Sounds good. Keep okay. going. All right. Well, my yeah, so you just have to be an example to your friends and family and whatnot. Live the live the philosophy and people will see that you're happy. They see that you have your life together. You're living your dream and they're not. They're miserable. And they're going to ask you what you're doing. What's your secret? It's kind of like, you know, someone who's genuinely like I'll give you an example. We're going I like to use weight loss as a good analogy. So imagine somebody's obese and they really want to lose weight. Now you, you work out and eat right, you maintain a healthy lifestyle. If they genuinely want help, they're gonna come to you and be like, look, I know you know a lot about health and fitness. Do you think you can help me lose weight? Then you help them. But if they know you're you know, healthy and whatnot and they just don't, they don't ask you for help, it's because they don't wanna lose weight. And even if you see them eating themselves into an early grave, if they don't want help, Trying to push your help on them is only going to drive them away. So just keep living your life, be an example, and when they are ready to change, they will ask you for help. And if they're not ready for change, they won't. And there's really, there's no, no skin off your nose. You just have to do, keep doing your thing and let them do their thing. PDJ, do you have anything to add to that? 
Um, more of a reiteration, I guess, just to say pretty much what TFM said in slightly different words and kind of a slightly different message. I believe that people live in their own perfect paradise when they have all the information that they need and they choose not to uh, improve their situation. It's because they're actually happy or comfortable with the position that they've put themselves in. And so people aren't necessarily always emotionally uh, ready to accept the knowledge that you provide so yeah i mean live the life and be the example you can be and try to be as happy as you can be with what you have and if you're in a situation where you don't necessarily like say you're a divorced guy and you've been divorced raped and you're trying to rebuild financially and trying to to recover your life my suggestion is look at the stoics look at the minimalists you know and and live a minimalist lifestyle learn to appreciate the common things and and you know the things that you have in your life instead of complaining about what you don't have don't live an unnecessarily consumerist lifestyle because all those things contribute to living outside your means and contribute to um unnecessary drama and unnecessary strife in your life so when it comes to these guys who are you know who who need the help they need to as somebody worthy of respect before they're willing to listen to you and even if they listen to you there's a good chance they may not um be emotionally ready or or at an emotional place in their life where they can actually accept the the knowledge and the wisdom and the, and the lessons that that you you want to provide the other thing that i would say too is that when talking to these people especially the the blue people blue pill people who you know really need the help you need to be able to provide facts and figures. You need to be able to provide a little bit of uh, you know, academic knowledge to support your opinions as well. Don't just start shooting off opinions off the cuff because then they just think that you're just some crazy who you know, is way off the reservation. Once you actually approach them with the science and the studies and the newspaper articles and, and the things like that that you can, you know, in your toolbox of knowledge that you can provide them, then all of a sudden that'll provide them a completely um, different viewpoint and a more objective view um as to their situation and it might even be um the tipping point to whether or not they're emotionally capable of accepting the wisdom you're trying to show them right no it makes right. sense yeah, right so. so guys should we uh, move on to our first guest sure yeah, yeah. Um, uh, real quick real quick before we get started i just wanted to say one thing um and and this is not a shill alert um you guys have been fantastic. Um, my book has been far more successful than I ever could have, um, than it ever could have been without everybody's support, especially TFM, Feeding the Cat, um, you know, the Monkey Business Discord crew, you guys in Twitch, you've all been fantastic. And um, I've been truly humbled by everybody's support. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Oh, we love you, DDJ. No bromance, no homo. All right, there you go. <laughs> right. Not even um, like a man, not not even like a, a three pat man hug. Right. Nice try, no. Lady. Where you like you know shake hands, pull in three pats on the back, and then break. <laughs> no. What what happens if you said no homo after it all? Yeah, you gotta say no homo, and then you slap him on the you ass and say, say good no game. Not afterward. Oh, okay. no. My bad. My bad. I didn't. Know I know that. you Londoners get that confused sometimes. <laughs> All right. So, guys, let's uh, move on to our first guest. His name is Smug Laley, okay. and he would like to speak to ETFM. 
about his online dating experience with another out of ten chick, how he lost all of his friends through her lying and twisting of the truth. A one out of ten so, chick? Holy uh, shit. Nine out of ten. Wait, 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 nine out of ten. Like, oh, uh, that's like a one out of ten. Like, what, she's like a paraplegic or something? Just <laughs> using her as a sex yeah. pillow? Nice. Turn the lights out. Oh, there there you go. All right, I'll look the so same with the gonna, lights off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring him in now, guys. Okay. Go easy on him. Give him ten seconds. All right, you know, say my first rodeo. I should be here. Hello, welcome Hello. to the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. Thanks. It's wonderful to be on. Okay. Cool. All right. So you, I guess you have to, a tale to tell about your online girlfriend. Yeah, it's a, it's an old tale and. Uh, a little bizarre and convoluted. I'll try and keep it from getting too convoluted, but this is how I essentially lost my virginity at the tender age of 24 to a girl I met over the internet who was actually physically attractive. Okay. But, um, I mean, it's kind of predictable. She was fucking crazy. Uh, I was 24, she was 19, and uh, we met over Live Journal, if you can call that meeting, and if you can even call that the internet. But um, she, another girl I knew, sort of knew, like talked to, introduced her to me, and so this girl, we'll call her Sassy because that was the dumb fake lovey nickname i came up with her for uh for her okay. but um sassy was telling me like oh your blog is so funny and you know that kind of uh, shit yeah the old I immediately uh, yeah so she was like a groupie <laughs> yeah except my blog wasn't like some big fan blog. it's not like i had followers and shit but she was I, it was so sudden that even i became suspicious i was like all right what's up with this bitch and right. uh it, it, yeah, it turns out she was doing that all throughout Live Journal. Oh, of course, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was uh, going to like these ratings communities. I, again, I don't want to get too deep into it, but she was like sending nudes to everyone. Mm -hmm. As like, oh, you're accepted to our rating community now. And, and mm -hmm. when I found this out, I wasn't surprised. Right. But um, I also found out that like of she started talking to me on AIM. And okay. uh, a couple weeks later, I found out that she had personally flown out to meet some of the guys at one of these live journal ratings communities. Like, tell us your favorite bands and we'll tell you if you're cool and accept you the thing. She got through that by sending nudes. And, and then, right. you know, within a week or two, she was flying out to, uh, literally across the entire country because she lived on the left coast. And she went out to like Massachusetts to hang out with these dudes and do mushrooms and cry with them and while wearing goggles and listening to transcendental music and that kind of well shit. okay well she, so if she, she was, was a, a pass around girl well she was attractive yeah, and you know yeah. the the saying is tits or get the fuck out so she she chose tits so she's in yeah. the club yeah and it worked she she certainly knew how to to uh, manipulate that and she was she was good at that pretty much the only thing she was good at but um right well that's all she has to be good at yeah, and she was better at showing eyes. ass too than tits. She had some pretty nice tits, but uh, she had an even better ass because it was like nice and big and round. I mean, that's how I like it. Right. Uh, she had pink nipples too, which was like that was nice. Okay. But not not, um, a, not a tootsie roll fan, I see. Uh, not exactly. You know, it, it differs sometimes on mood, 
But um, so since she flew out to meet these fucking hipster douchebag loser faggots, I was like, why don't you fly out to meet me since like she was calling me her Internet boyfriend. And we're doing that to be like sort of ironic, but not really. In my case, it was like I know I'm not even a fucking side guy to this fucking toilet. Right. You're just yeah, you're just like one of many. Yeah, and uh, and I didn't know the depth of how much many, but the girl who introduced me to Sassy, she was like, oh yeah. Um, She's just had sex with her drug dealer who lives next door the other day, you know, while Sassy is telling me, oh, I love you so much. You're so cool. We're, I'm so yeah. loyal to you. You don't even understand where she would have these late night drug drags just fucking slammed on. I don't know what pills and fucking vodka mm -hmm. and shit. Were well, here's the thing. Trying. I mean, it, online relationships don't count. Yeah, it was. It so, so wasn't even real to right. me. And. And she was pretending it was real, but even the, I mean, I was naive and I was a kissless, hold, hand holdless virgin at 24, and even I knew it was bullshit. There you go. Well, well, here's the thing she was using you as an emotional tampon yeah, exactly. to help her self esteem so that she could go blow as much cock as it would fit in her mouth. Yeah, she wanted me to, it was like friend zone with fake benefits, although I got lots of nudes and she did a couple cam shows. But what I really wanted was to have the story of her coming out to meet me right. and me losing my virginity. And um, it was a little precarious because she set up the she set it up where it was like okay in a few weeks i'll come over to where you live which is around the the um east ish coast area mm -hmm. and so um it, 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 i had to not blow it by saying like oh those those guys you're friends with at this the music rating community are real faggots and then she would cry and that kind of shit. i knew i kind of knew to avoid that but at the same time i kind of wanted to fuck with her too just okay. to see her fucking lose it okay um, well so i mean you knew she was a whore yeah, why absolutely. why did you want to lose your virginity to her well, I figured, ideally, if I used a condom, maybe I wouldn't get the HIV or something. Man. So, well, why didn't you just go call a call girl? Like, I mean, I, I, I had no money. I had no money, no job. I, I, well, I how had would, aspirations uh, to be homeless at this point. How okay? How are you going to get her to visit you so you could lose your virginity to her with no money? Oh, she was going to pay for all of it. I mean, fucking, I talked because I mean, if she was flying out to the, meet the other guys on her dime, then she could fly out to meet me on her dime, and she did. Okay. Okay. I've, I found right. out later how is that. Um, if you want me to sort of spoil this, but okay. when she was fourteen, the story is that her stepdad was a rich oil guy, and he like raped and choked her. And uh, mm, so okay. he went to prison, and in the divorce, uh, her mom and her got a big, like, multi-million payout. Okay. And she had been blowing through it since, like, 14 to 19, which is about when this happened. She'd it sounds like that wasn't the only thing she was blowing. Right? Yeah. Well, you mean like a uh, Derek? Oh, yeah. That's obvious. Yeah. But um, she... So she flew out to um, meet me... Um, 
and uh, it, boy, this was a fucking big disaster because I was like, could you just meet me at the, the fucking hotel? And she's like, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to feel like a whore. And even my mom laughed at that when I told her that. But uh, so I met at the airport and I had never been to an airport before. So I what? walked around the airport for like an hour. Yeah, I, I didn't even get out. This is like the the level of You were in the basement. Damn. Yeah, pretty much like that. You lived a very sheltered life. I slept with my brother until I was 27. What? In the same bed. Yeah, this is the kind of person no I am. Yeah, no no homo, but we <laughs> we only had one bed. Mom wasn't fond on getting us two separate beds, so I had to no. So I'm guessing I'm guessing your relative poverty has a lot to do with the fact that you were virgin at 24. Yeah, there, that's definitely a factor. Although, ever since I was a kid, I I always felt girls were, like, so annoying the way that they got preferential treatment. And this was, like, early 90s. Well, well, that's... I mean, they get preferential treatment because guys want to fuck them. It's not really girls' fault. Yeah. If you went well, into I some mean, parallel universe where they got preferential treatment, you would take advantage of it, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I I was probably jealous when I was a kid, but like when they're nine and ten years old, and the teacher's like, "Oh, let me help you with that," and then the teachers are slapping books on my hands and going, "Now pick that up," and that kind of shit. I was like, right. "Wow, the fucking these broads don't know how easy they have it." Um, but yeah, so me wandering around an airport for like an hour or two, uh, I finally figure out that the shuttles that take you to other terminals are free. You don't have to pay for them. So I got on one and fucking drove to her terminal finally, and she had put on like 40 pounds since I had last seen her a few weeks earlier. So she was getting like big fat, her fucking little flab over the fucking jean, low riding jeans. You could see her thong. She had smuggled her pet rabbit into her purse on the airplane and she was crying because they lost her luggage. And I hugged her and I, I actually like to try to be like spurgy funny. I was like, there, there, shut up. And I don't think she even registered with it. I thought I was being funny because I mean, she said I was the one who was funny, but I don't think it fucking yeah, works. She probably just well, she probably says that to everyone. Yeah, it's the old classic line. But uh, we go to the motel and uh, or not motel, it was a hotel, and uh, not a not a fancy one, of course. Right, one of the ones with like their one level, and the parking is right outside the front door. Yeah, it's about like that. Right, that's a that's a horror motel. It's, 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 a, um, it's a good uh, good motel to take a whore. Snug, snug. Wait, and comfortable. wait, you. That's the thing, a whore hotel. Well, no, the, these, was, yeah. these motels where uh, there's their one level and the parking is right yeah. outside the door. Actually, yeah, I would say this was closer to a hotel because it was like four levels and the uh, the parking was around the side. But it wasn't oh, okay. Big. We were talking so Motel like 6 fancy here. Yeah, yeah, like a Holiday Inn, basically. Oh, we're talking fancy holiday times. Holiday Inns are horror motels. Right, yeah, well, so the, but the, those are... One major fucking... In yeah, every hotel's a horror hotel. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. You I did get the get, right room. Yeah, exactly. I did, and yeah, it depends on what you're doing on there. It, it, they can all be just a bunch of whores, but I actually did have a, a, a sex with a prostitute, sort of, in an actual motel a few years after this. So, uh, And that was much lower rent, but uh, it was certainly easier and more pleasant than this. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. all right, so... Um, yeah, let's... she was fat and she had a rabbit. Of course it's easier. Okay, no, so the rabbits—they lost the rabbit cage too, so she had to carry the rabbit 
but the rabbit cage was in her luggage, so the rabbit just had to sort of stay on the floor in her fucking hotel room. And, uh, and one uh, of the mornings, she, uh, I woke up and there was rabbit shit pellets all over my hair and fucking rabbit piss in my hair. It was fucking bizarre. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, alright, take us to the next phase in your epic where you lose your virginity to this overweight road horror. I mean, she's she's fucking all these... <laughs> God damn, I, I just... So you, re you really went through with it and lost your virginity to her? Uh, technically. Um, and you I, had shit on my... God. And I got my rabbit. Was it, was it everything you hoped for? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was just... It was dreamlike. Oh, I loved it. Mm. Well... What did you learn? Uh, I, I didn't learn anything. That's that's, that's I, the I whole think moral of this one. Here. There is a lesson. I, there there is a lesson to be learned. Yeah. So so basically, you got arcaded by a rabbit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The rabbit cucked me. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> this. It pissed on you. It pissed shit on you. It, it was its revenge. In fact, a couple friends that I did still have after this, uh, the few friends I maintained, made fun of the poor rabbit's life, how she had to pry store in fridges everywhere that she went, because she was still, fl after this, still flying around. Oh my god, Although, I'm in tears because the fact that this rabbit shit on you. Yes. Did it shit on you while you were having sex with her? Yeah. No, no, it was while I was... The first night we didn't have sex, I'd, we just kind of slept in the bed, because I wanted to ease into it, because it's my first time already in my 20s. It's like, I, don't, I know I'm not going to have any clue what I'm doing, Did she know? I'm probably Wait, not going to have any clue afterwards. Did, did she know you were a virgin yeah yeah i told her everything i tried to tell her i was like you gotta know everything about me if you're gonna even pretend to know me if you're gonna pretend like oh you're funny and i like you and all that kind of shit i'm gonna tell you all the fucking gruesome details the sad lonely beta omega virgin why okay shit. so you're basically like let me dump all my baggage on you and then we'll fuck well, like baggage no, that is oh, well, I, that is baggage. Like this is well, a woman who deserved no respect. Like, why were you giving her all this respect, treating her no, like? I wasn't. I wasn't giving her respect. I was like, "You're fucking settling me for for me. You're a fucking loser to even come out here." That's that's what I wanted to get across to her. But um, okay, and I made sure to not not her to the utmost of my but ability. Dude, a rabbit it, shit on it didn't you. Really yeah. wear on her. Message was received. Yeah, her yeah. pet her pet rabbit was like, "Here's what I think of you, you beta bitch." And yeah, the fucking rabbit certainly you. had no respect for me. No. I mean, the, the rabbit got the ultimate revenge in yeah. this, but uh the, the rabbit was so, the true alpha male in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could fucking sense it off him and was like, "Watch out for this fucking rabbit." Nice. But uh the second night uh, is when we finally tried it and she had scheduled this weeks in advance, but she was on her period, so uh, uh, we decided to start with like one of these big fucking light-up dildos, vibrators, just to see if I could get her to come first, because I knew after that it wasn't going to happen for her. I was like, maybe... This, this is actually the most that I respected her, because like... After wow. this, it's, so, so it's you not only lost your virginity, but you also got your red wings. So you you used yeah, it exactly. So you lost your virginity to a fat whore 
that was on her period, and you had used a dildo on her first, and a <laughs> yeah, rabbit shit on you. And the rabbit shit on me. Uh, you know what? I don't know what's worse. It's the rabbit part, probably. Ah, uh, man. Dude, I okay. feel like she planned this. She trapped you. Like, That's what it seems like, but the, I mean, you know what they say, never ascribe to stupidity what you can say to malice or the... Oh, wait, it's backwards. Never ascribe to conspiracy what stupidity is to explain. Yeah. Yes. Got a little blood. Um, so, guys, here's the thing. If you guys go on the internet you find some guy fucking a fat chick and a rabbit shits on him it's probably this guy yeah yeah that's that's man i've had some bad sex i'm not gonna lie i don't think i've ever had sex that bad well the, the biggest problem is now i can't come unless rabbits are shitting on me anymore Clearly. It's, it's ruined my life or, or, or she's got the pants in is that what you're saying so, now you have, you, oh, have like, you, you have like a rabbit shit fetish yeah, oh, just traumatize me. I'm triggered every time I see rabbits. Mr. I can't Felch, go to a magic show anymore. Your mission should you, you, so you to accept it. So you can never go to furry conventions and yiff with someone in a rabbit costume? Yeah, they have to be in a fucking dog or cat. You have to get like underneath a glass table and have them shit all over it before you can come? <laughs> but it has to be in pellets. It can't actually oh, okay. be human shit. A fat female rabbit with a strap on. <laughs> I don't want to defend her too much, but she was putting on weight. She hadn't fully become fat until after she was after in the incident of this. 40 especially pounds afterwards. overweight is fat. Well, she was pretty big already, but yeah, it's, I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't know exactly how much she weighed or how much she was putting on, but she, I would say after I dumped her, which was the next day after I had sex with her, it, she was starting to put on like another 60 pounds or something. Holy but, shit. Uh, so how was she 9 out of 10, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, what? Well, because she was a 9 out of 10 when I first, like, saw the nude pictures of her and she did cam shows, and she immediately went down to, like, an 8 or a 7 when I met her in person. It was bizarre. Whoa, whoa. You, wait, you, you consider someone who's fat an a, a 8 or a 7? By my standards, realize how low my standards have. Okay, so we're sharing a bed with his brother. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> my, my brother so, is no prize. All right, he was the virgin as well. So right. Well, but that doesn't make someone a nine. I mean, a five no. is average. I well, yeah. I want to mention that this is completely by my very subjective standards. Although I got lots of pictures I could show, but. Uh, I don't know how much that's gonna fucking have any bearing. I don't. I don't need to see pictures of some fat whore. No. If I if I want to see pictures of like BBW porn, I'll just go to Pornhub and look at BBW porn, which I do not do, by the way. I would say she was like a one twenty, one thirty before she started putting on weight, though, and, and she was like six two? feet. Yeah. No, oh, no, okay. she was tall. I, I'm like five four, and she was taller than me. Oh, so she like you? You shouldn't use a strap on on you, did she? You didn't no. get pegged. Well, I mean, fucking, I got blood all over my fucking hands. That's how much worse can get. I, well, you fact, got I shit got... on, too. So you got blood on, you got shit on, you got pissed on, and you got cucked by a rabbit. And this was his first time. Like, usually that yeah. doesn't happen until at least two weeks into the relationship. Yeah. Usually you don't no, go stay with the, the blood shit. and shit. Like, usually, you know, you have, like, normal sex for a little bit before she's like, can my rabbit shit on you while we fuck? <laughs> The, the shitting on, usually it's it's mostly emotional anyways, and she was trying to do that before we had sex. I mean, the, the, the stories of just me talking to her over the internet are, are probably stupid and boring, but there's some weird shit that was happening. Um, um, 
It doesn't get much more weird than go go rabbit pellets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I got uh, after I fucking apparently made her come with the uh, giant fucking flashing dildo, uh, which had blood on it afterwards. And then mm. I tried like fingering her too, and I got those go. bloody flesh chunks go. on my fingers. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that's the best. Yeah, that was good. Shit. But, Did the uh, dildo have a pull starter? <laughs> it should have. It, it was it was trying to shake itself on my hands. I like had finger tingling after I was using it. It was like, how the fuck? How many batteries? The it had like two D cells in it. And I was like, come on, <laughs> like, well, what, do you really probably, need this? It was probably like a reconfigured taser or something. Yeah, yeah, some kind of car I, I, piston that's been reconfigured as a dildo. I always suspected that her cunt nerves had just been seared shut with all the friction over the past few years. But uh, after after she sort of came... Because what she did was... Wait, wait, I got one question. So once you actually threw your hot dog down that hallway, like, <laughs> how... Was it quick? Were you enjoying it? Was it everything you hoped for? No. No, not did, at all. Did you it just was... feel used and dirty afterwards? I've, I thought I did until I've heard up what she said about it afterwards, which is kind of great. But I mean, that's that's you know out of sequence. I don't know if, how much I should spoil it, but she said that after the first attempt to have sex, where I washed I washed the blood off my hands, I fucking put on condom. No, I did not double bag it. I, I know I should have, but uh, it was yeah, it was like fucking a dead fish, sort of. But then well, every well, hey, no, let's be on, let's be honest here. It was a dead manatee. Yeah, uh, there was there was some jiggling. Exactly, was there a, was some sloshing. It was, it was a like sea being cow. on a waterbed, except the waterbed was more person shaped. Slap her ass and right. ride the wave in. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I've, you know, I can't judge. I mean, I fucked fat chicks before, so, it, you know, it fucking, is what it is. Well, you probably fucked more fat chicks than I did, but the. But we never been slam. shit on by a rabbit. I've never, yeah, exactly. I've never been shit on by a rabbit. I've you can't top that. Never used a dildo on a chick with on her period and gotten blood all over my hands. So that that's a thing. The blood and the the bloody flesh chunks, which I fucking mentioned publicly before, and I've had girls say that's not real, and I just fucking have to laugh at these dumb twaits. 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 Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm pronouncing okay. that wrong. Twats. There you That's go. Oh, I'm like, are we making up words now? Okay. Yeah, the huge red flag for Asperger's, which that means she fucked someone with who is retarded too. So I mean, I don't know how much Clearly. lower it can get for her. All right. Okay. So I well, take, the, take, us during... to the, take us to the next chapter in the story. So you lost your virginity in a. Pretty much the worst kind of sex. Didn't you didn't even come? No, I couldn't because I kept thinking of the like a week before she was telling me about how she fucked her teaching assistant in college for a better grade. And he was doing some move where I, I don't know if this should even be believed, but she, he's, she said he was doing some move where he wanted to come on her tits and he farted in her face and she threw up. And I was like, <laughs> you position yourself. I, personally, I think it was her fault for even getting into that position. I yeah, like, I mean, I've, know, I've given awesome I've given girls a Dutch oven before, but I've never like farted in their face <laughs> during sex. 
Yeah, I was trying to be like, I, I don't know if I should kiss her even a week later. I mean, no, I, no, you probably would have gotten no. like herpes. Well, I don't know. We all have herpes, don't we? No, uh, I mean, no. You the real herpes. No, not yeah, not. Oh, for real herpes? No, yeah, yeah never. Not. Oh my God, she vomited. <laughs> God. I know the the the, du- the really dumb thing is she was like bothered about something and she's like oh something bad happened to me and it's like what and she's like oh I don't know fancy tell and it's like what and she's like oh, okay here's the whole story and it's like wow oh, that was easy to talk, talk you into and it's like yeah it sounds <laughs> fake it doesn't sound like a real story right well it probably wasn't she's clearly got issues. Well, she's um, like giant alcoholic, drug addict. Oh God! I guess child okay. abuse victim. Alleged, okay, but... so God. All right. So, how did Quick this question. relationship? Okay, no, go, go ahead. Quick question. The question is: Is that what state did she fly out from? So we know to avoid chicks that bring rabbits oh, it, out. From it's that state. only going to be too obvious. Oregon. Mm. Of course, it's Oregon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The land of Portlandia. Exactly, and. Uh, she yeah so after i you know i tried to fucking i was thrusting in her a bit but i'm yeah. so out of shape it's like i can only keep up for well, so long but and it's also like you know i bet her pussy was so loose it was like try you had to like rub around the edges in like a circular motion just to feel any friction well her trick to getting around this which that's certainly true but her trick to getting around this was what she apparently also did while i was fucking slamming the dildo in her is like every 10 minutes or something i'm I'm not really sure but every 10 minutes it seemed she would do those kegels where she would squeeze really really tight and go you know and make a face and i would be like did you just come and she's like yeah and I was like, wow, this chick's really sensitive. Or maybe I'm really good. <laughs> no. Or, no. No. Because she did it again 10 minutes later. And I was like, holy shit, this chick, is, she's out of her mind with the pleasure. It's so good. And then she did it again. And I was like, I need a fucking break. I, I haven't fucking come yet. So I go take a cigarette break. And she asked me, did you come? And I was like, no. And uh, again, because I'm so funny, I actually told her. Now, this is going to sound like a complete lie. Don't believe it if you don't want to. You don't have to. But I told her, maybe if I put an anime porn comic on the back of your head, I would come. And she was like, I go out and she later admits that she went and cried in the shower after I said that to her. And so I go back in, and I think I just sleep. Um, and we, because we both had a few beers, which um, uh, means it's rape. So I definitely raped her. Um, I also had sex with her under false pretenses, which is absolutely rape, uh, because okay. I told her that I liked her, but uh, I didn't. That, right? That's that's a, what's that called? Deception rape or something? absolutely raped the shit out of her and then also you thought she was wasn't a fucking sea cow so that she she raped you she was she was becoming the sea cow well yeah the rabbit never asked for consent yeah the rabbit you got raped by that rabbit you didn't consent to getting shit on the rabbit got raped and raped in return it was really a rape it was basically yeah it was a big rape orgy there were no winners there were only losers I tell people seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell people, uh, including my mom, that I quad raped her, 
in that there's you know four criteria the first is sex under false pretenses the second is under california law the the i did not attain affirmative consent before the act of sex so that's rape uh we split a six pack she was intoxicated that's rape and then you know as feminists teach all heterosexual sex is rape that's taught in college now so mm-hmm. that's like four different criteria for rape so mm-hmm. it's kind of like in doom or quake when you pick up quad damage but it's quad rape yeah no pretty much like the whole point of these feminist rape laws is to make sure that women have if you have sex with them they can accuse you of rape no matter what happens. They just want that power over you so that they can threaten you or blackmail you or get whatever they want from you. I'm almost surprised, and, and of course to buff the rape stats and make it look like more rapes are happening, of course, but I'm surprised she didn't cry rape afterwards, except for the fact that I had been documenting all of the conversations and all of it been very public on Dude, uh, message her, boards. Her, and rabbit, shit. her rabbit shit on you. Sorry. <laughs> How is she gonna? Why? How is she gonna? How you know? I mean, can you imagine talking to the cops about this? Yeah, they would put her in prison for that. They would put both of you in prison, and they'd probably schedule a psyche valve for the both of you. And the rabbit. The the rabbit definitely needed a psyche valve. The rabbit was traumatized. No, I think the rabbit wouldn't be held accountable for its actions because it's a rabbit. But and she and she wouldn't either because she's you know she has equal to a rabbit. Basically. Now, are you sure that this wasn't just a person who identified as a rabbit? Right. <laughs> she had a few attributes that were similar. I mean, maybe she was with her true soulmate, and I was just intruding upon them. That's no wonder it was fucking shitting and pissing all over me. I was so mm. intruding. Mm. Okay, so does this story have a happy ending, or is it just like one embarrassing? Yes. Uh, this is almost like you know, wonderful you, ending. This is almost like an X-rated version of like a National Lampoon movie, where like everything just constantly goes wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I was kind of expecting that because it's like, okay, I'm going to lose my virginity at 24. What could possibly go right about this? And more things went wrong than I even suspected, which I loved because, you know, I didn't, I, I had absolutely no job. Product. I didn't even know if I would ever get a job. I was like, maybe I'll be in the gutter in a few years. That'll be looking up for me because it was me and my brother living with single mom. She was stealing all of his social security checks. And I was like, hey, wow. save up for a little. Okay, now. And a few months later, she's like, oh, I spent them. So, you know, it's that kind of life. She's trapped in like a what? 15 by 10 room with him Dude, in the same that, that's, that's the most, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that's the most pathetic thing that I've ever heard. I mean, yeah, I, know guys, I know guys in really bad situations, and like there's some guys even come on the show that are like, you know, in real rough situations. But, I mean, you know, it, I've never heard of something so bad. I mean... I, well, I yeah, hope and I dysfunctional. Can, you were I, you were you were in your brother's bed till you were twenty seven, yeah. and you let a rabbit shit on you. I mean, <laughs> and, but you talk about it like it was like a surprise. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean, if I can give any more details, that sounds it makes it sound more pathetic. I want to fucking find now, them. That's why? No, no, you're doing a good job. No, I have to ask you a question. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't want to just you know make fun of you or anything like that. So, no, that's, what, what are you that's what fine. are you what are you hoping for? Like, why why did you want to come on the show and tell your story? Because it sounds fucking ridiculous and stupid. Okay, but I mean, did you learn anything? Uh, not anything that uh, you guys haven't been teaching for the past year. I mean, that's what, uh, this was all going on before, like, MGTOW had a name, and I was like, this is pretty much the, 
I can't say the ultimate MGTOW story, but it's like everything that's going on in society. Men have absolutely no direction growing up in this generation, and then women are just manipulating them for using us for emotional tampons as we barely have any prospects to get out in, into a career or into life. And that's how I felt about my life, even in my early 20s, fucking going back 10 years now, shit. Uh, the upside, the happy ending of this is that uh, the day after I had sex with her, um, well, like, there was the night, and then the next morning I tried again, where, again, she faked a bunch of orgasms for, I guess, her own benefit. I don't know what the fucking point was. But uh, next day, I get home, and I immediately friend zone her. She is fucking gone. Okay. And then I, uh, she, but she tried to be like, oh, well, I need someone to talk to because she still wanted to use me as her emotional tampon. And I was like, hey, could you get me a gift? And I was, she was like, oh, my birthday's coming up. Can you get me something? She was like, yeah, sure. And so I get her to buy me World of Warcraft. And then I just disappear from the human race for the next eight months. And that's pretty much the end of the story. I hit level 60, though. Well, you know, at least you hit level 60. No, yes. no one can take that away from you. And rabbits don't shit on you in World of Warcraft. No, I mean, are are there well, not, well, not all the time? Are there rabbit monsters in World of Warcraft you can take your rabbit aggression out on? There's critters. They're level one. Very easy to kill. There you go. So you just like say fuck you, rabbit. Yeah. There after the trauma, they fuck up. I actually, to be honest, I felt bad for the rabbit. But uh, after I friend zoned her, also, yeah, that's when she started gaining a lot of weight. She became quite the fucking sweat hog. She looked sweaty and greasy all the time after that. And I was like, wow, you are a fat hooker. And she started slamming diet pills until she fainted in college, like in public. She just collapsed. And so, uh, she lost she the weight, though. She wasn't sweaty and oily before you, you know, before you. No, but no, she was no, just she drunk. Was sweaty and bloody. Yeah, just yeah. the blood and alcohol. Like there were, alcohol yeah, there, there were all kinds of bodily fluids involved in that exchange. Inappropriate, right. lots of inappropriate bodily fluids. So, I mean, the so most look, I possible. A, I, I have another question for you now. Yeah. How long has it been since you slept in the bed of your brother, and what are you doing with your life now? Uh, well, I guess things have turned around. I don't want to say. I don't want to ruin this story by saying, hey, we moved out on our own, but I did eventually get a job, very low paying, but uh, me and my brother, my brother finally just got his social security checks in his name, so they go to his bank account, we moved into a shitty apartment that almost killed us with carbon monoxide poisoning, but a year later, I mean, it was a buyer's market, so we just bought a fucking house. Did you, like, drop out of school? Like, why are you yeah, so poor? Yeah. Why did you drop out of school? I... Uh, there's a lot of things, but I mean, that's that's my life story at that point. I would have to go on for another hour, probably, it, and it's very boring. That, that, that's okay because I have a pretty good idea. If you let a rabbit shit on you, I'm yeah, yeah, probably has some challenges. Did, did you just, yeah, well, it wasn't about intellect and do you, smarts. Do you wear sweatpants on a regular basis? I used to wear pajama pants like twenty four seven. I used to wear slippers outdoors. Okay, so you just completely gave up on life. Did you, like, yeah. did at any point in your life, did you, like, ever try to not fail? Like, fifth grade. Fifth grade is when you, when you, when you cast your chips in, huh? No, it was, it was, fifth grade was when I was still trying, and then sixth grade I switched to middle school, and all of a sudden they introduced homework, and it was fucking over for me. Wow. So, guys, let me just jump in here. Question from Lone Larrikin. He says, did the guest manage to get himself to a better situation in life, like financially, physically, mentally? 
Yeah, I mean, where, not where mentally, right but yeah, where are you not, right now? Not mentally, but I am. Uh, me and my brother are living in our our own house uh, in separate beds for a change. But um, you're, you're are you living off bedrooms. of his disability checks? Well, he pays the mortgage with disability, and then I pay the utilities. Well, and, uh, wait, you know, are you getting disability? No, I, I have a job. Okay. God, like, why? How did you just give up on life at your age? Like, how are you? You're like in your thirties, right? Yeah, I'm in, into my thirties now. Uh, when I was in my early teenagers uh, teen, or teenage years, I I just got hit by like giant amounts of depression. And then mom wasn't home, so I'd just go home and it would be empty. And after like seven hours of school, I didn't want to do anything that involved even talking to other. I didn't. I wasn't fond of being around other people in general. I'm not really sure why, but I guess just just how I am. I. I guess it just like this is your life like nobody's gonna yeah, give a I shit know. about your life more than you like you just seem like you just didn't even try like you had such low I mean were you raised by a single mom that you just never have any respect for yourself certainly was raised by a single mom yes did she what happened why how come you just completely gave up on your life and never even tried to make anything of yourself that's you know what? Uh, that's the fucking million dollar question. I don't really have the answer to. I don't well, think. Well, I mean, you got. Mom, mom did a lot of things where she kind of moved out. She already started having. She was forty, and she already had another daughter by like the third father after we were fucking seven years old. And then she was just out all day, either working or she was partying with the girls, going to dick bars or whatever. Okay. Let me and, ask you: Were you diagnosed with any kind of? Uh mental health issues or any kind of physical issues as a child no in fact uh when i was in like around sixth seventh grade uh i had got tested i guess for an iq test and they said that i had a college age reading level and my iq was 120 i don't know how accurate that is i mean and then uh, afterwards i took the iq test again a few years later and it was 118 so i think it's just dropping and dropping probably by now it's like 90. Yeah, I think it probably hit like 85 when you were getting shit on by the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, rabbit shit fucking in the hair. They'll drop your IQ fast. All right, so, okay. A year from now, I want you to project in one year from now. Are you just basically going to be doing exactly what you're doing right now? Do you have any plans of improving your life? Yeah, I, I have plans, but... I guess you could just chalk this up to uh, low self-esteem. I really have no idea how these plans will fucking measure out. Cause okay, so you, you don't have plans. You have wishes. You're going to wish yes. in one hand and shit in the other and see which gets filled first. Pretty, it, It's like low aspirations on my part. It's better than aspiring to live in the gutter, but... Well, eh. No, you are. Like You have to have... Okay, a goal is a dream with like steps. It's, it's a dream with a deadline. You have to basically say, okay, where do you want to be in a year? How am I going to get there? And you need to start setting goals. You need to start fulfilling those goals. Like, you know, you can't go back in time, back to fifth grade when you decided to give up on life because of homework and somehow, like, unfuck yourself. But, you know, you're still young. You're in your 30s. You can make something of your life, but you have to pull your finger out of your ass and actually do something with your life. A lot of my goals these days are to be single and live uh, on well, my own away that, from mom. Well, being single, I don't think, is going to be a problem for you, but... I mean, certainly not. Well, I got everything I want then. All right, okay. Dream. So you're just gonna like what? Work at McDonald's, flipping burgers like SpongeBob until you die of old age? It's possible. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I want to try and do other things, but 
Cause it, I mean, are, are you happy being like near destitute, relying on your brother's disability? Are you genuinely pleased with yourself and content with your life, or do you just have so little respect for yourself that you just can't see yourself doing anything more? I I feel content generally, I, but I don't know if that just means that I have so little respect for myself. I don't know if they overlap that much. Well, I mean, you gave up on life because of homework in fifth grade. Like, that's all it took. That's when you, you decided just to give up. Like, oh shit, homework. I gotta. I, can't. I hated school, though. I fucking despised the teachers. I despised the fucking. Okay. Most of the other right. Students. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I hated know. school, too, but I didn't give up on my life in fifth grade. Like, because that's your, that's your life. Question from the chat. What is your current job? Uh, well, I don't want to get in too much detail do you, about do you it. Work, are I you think a, I'm going to have to find a new one soon. Are you a, are you a rabbit breeder at a pet store? No, I should. I, that's another aspiration, but uh, it, it mostly involves working at home, and it, it is pretty low pay, so it's not good. But I've been trying to like write uh, novels oh, in my spare time. Yeah, I'm not sure how fucking. Again, I'm not sure how much that's gonna fucking pay off. No, it well, really does. That's like to start with. Well, that was like Mike, you know, Tanya's ex-husband had his little like you know fan fiction books and his asian online girlfriend and i'm just yeah you and mike should hang out you guys have a lot in common oh we can trade fanfic tips yeah i uh i don't know my suggestion is you consider trying to go back to school get yourself some education find yourself some goals and occasionally get out of your house um you know because the thing about it is is that if you don't if you continue to tread water like you are right now um things won't improve they'll just get worse with age but if you start working on in some kind of self-improvement now um you're still young enough that you can still figure it out well i certainly want to turn my health around not that i'm really unhealthy but uh yeah i, I definitely am treading enjoy, water sorry is there anything that you enjoy doing apart from getting shit on by bunny rabbits <laughs> well, is there, I mean, I, i'm yeah i'm listen is there anything that you like doing work-wise? What do you enjoy? What's your passion? I do like writing a lot, but uh, I put it off for a lot of years. Okay. There's a, there's a handful of other hobbies that uh, I don't know if I want to get too detailed into that right now either. Well, I mean, you know, you can go to school online even if you can't. Yeah. Like, you know, I, go you, anywhere. You, like, but you just seem to have completely given up on life. Yeah, it's I, I'm. I figured that my prospects were so low. Just going through my entire teenage years, that I didn't have much to even look forward to. I, I thought I would be living with mom until I was forty, and I'm kind of shocked that I'm not. Well, you were basically a TFLer. I mean, no disrespect yeah. to you, but you were basically a TFLer, and you know, you had a mom that wasn't available, you had a dad that was non-existent, and really, it sounds like other than the brother that you might have reached around with in bed, you probably <laughs> didn't have a whole lot to to hang out with. You know, I mean, yeah, I did have one real life friend, but all we did was smoke weed back when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, here's the thing. You could go to college and get a degree online, even if it's an associate's degree, and that'll give you enough to actually be self-sufficient. Right. And, you know, you know you're a guy, so there's not they're not, you know, the government's not going to shower money upon you, but if your brother's on disability, um, you could probably get something going. 
Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. In fact, my brother was trying to recommend that. One thing about going to school, though, is throughout my entire teenage and 20s, I had no idea what I would get a degree in because it's like, I know coding and IT would be good money, possibly work for a home, but I don't have a head for that kind of shit. You don't need I'm a head for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Why don't you become a technical writer? Well, and also, here's the other thing, too. If you throw enough hours at something, you're going to get good at it. You know, like you may not, it's not like you're not, you don't have to sing. You know, some people, no matter how much they want to be a singer, no matter how much they practice, they'll never be a singer because they don't have the natural talent. But coding and shit like that, you don't need, there's no natural talent. You just have to throw enough yeah. hours at it to get good at it. Yeah, I, but if I did try it though. I, d I tried coding for a while and it just, nothing, okay. nothing jumped yeah, with it. You said, you said coding, IT, stuff like that. I mean, you need to quantify what, you, what you're saying. I mean, IT you isn't hard. It's very, yeah, I, I know. Very it's the, the whole general, that whole general section. I've just heard Smug. is a good idea. Smug, I, I'm going to say some things to you that you may not be, you may not want to hear. I'm and, fine. Go um, for anybody. For anybody who's listening, I'm going to say that this goes to any of you going through this as well. What you're suffering from is you are suffering from lack of pain. And what I mean by that is this, you know, I, I used to be a martial arts instructor. And so, um, be, you know, a while ago, and what I would find is, is that students would study and they get to a certain level and then they would just stop or they would, they would get to that level and then they would not push themselves any farther. And so I found that the students that did well were the ones that had a father in the home who was able to help provide that discipline and to teach the children how to, um, how to move beyond the pain. And what I mean by that is, is kids, kids who are running, like say when you're in gym class in school, when you went to go running in PE, you get those kids that they would get a, like their side would start to hurt, right? And then they would stop running. But then there'd be some kids where their side would hurt and they would just continue to run through it. And then after a while, they would just, they, the pain would just naturally go away and they'd start running and everything would be okay. It, it's the same thing with like with weightlifting or any kind of physical exertion. What would end up happening is, is you know, you get hurt. Uh, you know, your muscles tear, whatever, while you're lifting weights, uh, you allow yourself to recover. And then the next time you go try, all of a sudden you're lifting more weight because you're able to heal through that and, and grow muscle through that rest period. Well, the problem with, with people like you who don't have two parents in the home and definitely people like you who don't have a father in the home, you don't have a man to teach you these things. And so every time you try something, the second that it gets difficult, you're like, oh, well, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm done. I, it doesn't mesh. And there it is. And so the thing that I have to tell you is, and, and again, I, 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 I don't necessarily like using this term, but I think it's relevant here. You got to fucking man up. You got to fucking man up and you got to understand that just because some shit gets hard and just because you have some obstacles or because you actually have to put forth effort because you're trying something new and it's hard doesn't mean that you should give up. What it means is you need to try harder or you need to change something about what it is you're doing in order to be successful at whatever it is you're trying to do. There's a reason why they call working for money work. It's because it's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be enjoyable. It is supposed to be something that self-sustains you. I mean, if we could all live in a world where none of us had to work and we were all sustained, yeah, we would be fine. But the problem is, our society would fail because we wouldn't have that work ethic or that, that personal ethic in order to make things happen. And so, you know, again, for somebody like you, the hardest part is, is being able to look at yourself in the mirror.
and do a gut check. And 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 I don't want you to feel bad because I'm hammering on you for this. This this is a problem that every young man goes through who doesn't have a father in the home. This this is this is the direct result of feminism's war on dads and gynocentrism's war on dads. You know, and when you have an old school father, I, I guarantee you, he he is gonna push you and he's gonna piss you off and he's gonna make you angry. And every son who's been raised in a household with their father has always said, fuck it, I hate this guy, this guy's an asshole or whatever. And then a couple of years later, after they mature through it, they're like shit i'm so glad i had him i'm so glad he was there and you know i was pissed off at the time but you know this was a lesson and it was a lesson you had to learn and the problem is is that now you're in your 30s and no one's ever taught you that lesson no one's ever said hey this is what you got to do so you're a tfler you you know you were running around you got you let yourself get shit on and pissed on by a rabbit literally you, literally because you didn't have a father in your home that gave you any kind of standards i mean i'm sitting here listening to you talk about this and you're wearing it like a badge of courage as though you're like trying to troll us with a fake story but the reality is is it, is it you know and again i don't mean to be too brutal but the reality is is that you're a fucking you, you were a total fucking loser and you didn't have a lease on life and you know now you're in a better position and now you kind of understand that and that's great but i think that the most important thing is this you have to you have to find something that you enjoy and then you have to find a job that can support it so when you go out and you find you need to find work that's self-sufficient and yeah it is really easy to get into and again it's just practice you practice 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 and there are tools available online you can go to college if you feel like you might have a disability you need to just you know uh go get diagnosed go to a doctor and say look this is what i had to go through they'll help you out they'll give you the tools you need to be successful in college and then once you get those tools you can move on but you're but the thing you love whether it's fan fiction or whatever make that shit your hobby but make your job be one that's self-sufficient and let's just say you learn um coding or you learn uh you know the tech industry and maybe it just doesn't jive you don't want to be a developer well because of your love of writing you could become a technical writer you could be writing the manuals and the help files and the documentation and all those other things there's lots of work for people who who are good writers so you know you could use those tools in your workplace as well but the thing that you have to remember is this at the end of the day when you're looking at yourself in the mirror or you know brushing your teeth or whatever you got to do a gut check and you got to work through the pain and you got to accept the fact that pain is there you have to accept the fact that it's going to come and and occasionally it's going to be hard and the way that you know that you're successful is you work through the obstacles you work through the pain and obstacles in your way life is not supposed to be easy life is like a series of giant steps occasionally it's easy and that's when you're walking on the flat part and then it gets hard as absolute fuck and that's when you're climbing up that step to go to that next level and then you get to that next level and it gets easy again and then you climb up the stair and you go to the next level and the problem with tflers is is it 99.9 percent .9 of the time they don't have a strong father in their life if at all that that can teach them those things and and you know i have to say that i feel bad for you because your mom was a whore your mom cared more about herself than she cared about you she manipulated you and your brother and she had you guys so fucking pussy whipped and so cucked out that jesus christ you were sharing a fucking bed until you were 27 years old what kind of retarded stupid shit is that well and you know? with plans of living there till he was 40 like you never like this is your your life is passing you by you're getting one closer one day closer to your death every day and you don't have any plans to do anything you're just gonna like let your life just tick on by until you die 
And you're not well, going to. I was. I was definitely seeing that like teenage years to twenties. These days, I am more in the phase of trying to learn how to father myself and uh, and to improve in some way. Uh, it is definitely harder without growing. Uh, you know, growing up without a dad. Well, I can tell you this though. You can go and you look. Go go to your local library. Go pick up Ronnie Howard's Conan. Okay. Drink out of the skulls of your fucking enemies. Take what you want, and when the shit gets hard, just allow yourself to get angry and go from there. You know, go buy yourself a fucking heavy bag if you've got a hundred extra dollars, and beat the shit out of it until you can feel some well, shit again. No, because here's what I'm hearing. So you you want to write books? How many books have you written? Two. You written two? Like how long are they? How many pages? They're pretty short. One's okay. 200 pages, so, and, the others, And I don't know. you admit you have a shitty job, that you're not making a lot of money, but you're already thinking about quitting. Well, it's going away. They're, uh, they're replacing me with a robot. Okay. So well, it's a you have a very low-skilled job that you, you could be replaced with a robot. So, like, yeah, like, you got to take control of your life. Your life isn't over. You're only in your 30s. But if you don't do anything, if you're just going to let life happen to you without a single plan, then you're eventually you're just going to run out of options because you just gave up. You had all these opportunities to make something of your life, but it was too hard. So you just, you know, it's like these women who they want to wait till their 30s and then like, oh, why, where are these good men who are going to take care of me and give me a family? And they refuse to take responsibility for all the bad choices they made. You gave up on life in fifth grade, dropped out of school, wanted to live with your mom till you're 40. You're getting replaced by a robot at your minimum wage job where you live with your brother on disability, who you shared a bed with for until you were like well into adulthood. You did all of those things to yourself. You didn't have to give up on life. You chose to give up on life. And you can choose today to take ownership of your life. Like if you want, like in five years, if if you do nothing differently, you're going to be in exactly the same place you are now. You need to decide that you're going to take responsibility for yourself and you're going to make changes in your life to improve the quality of your life. It's your life. You're not a boy anymore. You're not that little kid in fifth grade that's upset because you had to do homework and you hate school. Everyone hates school. But look what happened. Because you gave up on life in fifth grade, look where you are now. You didn't have to be here. You chose to be here. Do you want to be here? Are you happy here? You're about to be replaced by a robot living with your brother? I mean, well, I want to say it's more complicated than that because that is essentially the crux of it. But yeah, I, I am, I'm trying to consider new things quickly because I, you know, I don't have that much time left to to consider them even. Don't consider anything. You, you, look, now the time for now is the time for you is to act. Yeah, I, need to, I do need to get going. Yeah, your your time for navel gazing is over, you know. And, yeah. and here's the thing too, like it's like what TFM said, it's not too it's not too late to do stuff. Look, Albert Einstein didn't make anything of himself until he was 30s. You know, a lot of famous authors from the early 1900s, they were working minimal, you know, jobs and menial jobs until they were in their 30s. Some of them were drifters and some were even homeless. So, you know, don't don't think that, that don't judge yourself too harshly because you were in your 30s, but here's the thing. You know, you can li listen back on this video take what you can from it if it works for you but understand that you know a lot of it's going to require a little bit of humility but you should be just a that you chose not to do something with yourself and use that to do something with yourself yeah i did a monkeynomics yeah. video about career planning and college um 
there are free things like Allison.com, Cybrary. You can get uh, free training. Free. You don't have to go to college or anything like that. You can get free training, but you actually have to do it. Yeah, I've and I'm listening, so I know uh, that uh, that this is um, well. I know what you guys are talking about. Okay. Well, and you can end up being the example for others as well of, of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. I would like to. I would like that. to do that. By the way, well, then do it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. nothing stopping you. Yeah, people. I mean, if if I if, like if I was talking to you and you were like a 15 year old kid. I would be like, okay, so right now you live with your mom. As soon as you graduate high school, you need to have a plan. You need to execute. But you're like a 30-something-year-old man. Nobody's holding you back except for yourself. I don't know if it's fear of change or you've honestly just given up on life. But, you know, you called you called into this show. I don't think you just called into the show just so you'd be made fun of. So Well, a little bit, maybe. Well, okay, so you've gotten your masochistic fix. But now it's time to actually put on your big boy pants and do something and i don't want people it's to time to quit being and i don't and i don't want people to accuse me of oh you're telling them to man up you're 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 a traditionalist you're promoting traditionalism i promote net benefit so you're just talking about self-improvement yeah I i'm not talking about oh man up for society and man up and marry some single mom i'm saying man up and make something of your life because it's your life and if you're about to be replaced by a robot and you're not on disability, no one's go no one gives a shit about men. If you think you're going to go on, you know, the government's going to take care of you, I have really bad news for you. You need to start taking care of yourself because no one gives a shit about men. There's no welfare programs for... You, you can't, like, a woman can just get some random guy to come inside of her and get child support and welfare and never have to work again. You don't have that option because you have a penis. So you need to actually man up you need to be a man not to not for society's sake not for women's sake but for your sake yeah I did, for for a lot of years for decades i've really felt lost and it wasn't until about my 30s i started realizing i better do something and i've i've been you know trying to get the process going but uh uh, okay, so here's okay. I don't know if it's going fast okay. enough. Okay, no, well, don't worry about fast enough because you're a quitter. So here's what you need to do. You need to break down. I want you to get a, a notepad or whatever you like to write, so you should have plenty of notepads lying around. And I want you to ask yourself, where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in five years? Start coming up with a plan. And you break things down to small steps. So let's say you're overweight. You don't want to be like, okay, I need to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, because it's too much. What you should do is you should, you should have a small goal of like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to, you know, I want to be able to bench press my body weight. And then you figure out where you are, and then you figure out where you want to be, and you come up with actionable steps to get from A to Z. And it doesn't matter if it's a five steps or 20 steps or a thousand steps, but you make incremental progress every day or every week or and you check in with yourself and you get there. And it, even if you don't get even if you don't get there in the time frame, like you've given yourself a year, but it takes you longer to get to where you are, you could at least look back and you can honestly ask yourself, have I made progress? And, you know, it, sometimes life happens. Sometimes you, you, you can't pursue your goals. You know, sometimes you have to reschedule. Sometimes other things take priority. That's fine. But you know if you're cheating. Like, if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating cake and ice cream and you're, you're getting fat, then 
then the issue is your own fault. But if you are trying and you're making progress, you know if you're honestly making progress. And then you don't have to, f you're your only judge. It's your life. You're not a kid. You're an adult. Yeah, I I didn't want to cut you off while you're going about that, but I actually have already started making plans for, I mean, with the writing. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and submit to this publisher soon, but let me finish proofing the latest book first. So one okay. step and then the next step. So that's, that's my plan. And, uh, I am doing it. I just uh, wanted to, you know, I thought the conversation was interesting too. Okay. Smug. All right. Smug. The yeah. writing, the writing's great, but you need a way to support yourself. The writing is not going to support yourself yeah. unless a variety yeah, of things too. have happened. And and I and I mean this not to be disrespectful, but you need to listen to TFM and go back and listen to this portion of the stream again when it gets posted. You need to make a plan and you need to make a choice. Now, here's the thing. Nobody's going to tell you what to do you have to do it for yourself if you are in your own perfect paradise right now and you want to continue to be a tfl again that's your choice but we're trying to give you the tools to help you dig out of it because it's clear that you didn't have uh, a father around to teach you this stuff when you were a kid yeah and and yeah. i understand i understand what you guys are uh, talking about okay Okay. Right, you know, Wait. like TDJ's an actual—he's a best-selling author, so you know he knows what he's talking about. You, you have no experience. You've written a couple short stories. I mean, obviously, haven't rev, haven't read them. Have you have you published them online where you can get feedback from people? Do, do people tell you you're a good writer? Yeah, a couple people, not a lot. Okay, so I mean, if the I wouldn't put all my eggs in the writer basket. You need to have a job where you can support yourself because... Yeah, I'm know, looking for the fallback right now. Right. Well, well, you're basically relying on your brother's disability to keep a roof over your head. And yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, the welfare state is on like the brink of collapse. And what, what are you going to do when your brother's welfare gets cut? Yeah, I, that's that's something we didn't yeah. uh, plan for, definitely. Right. So here's here's the problem. Here's the, the problem with letting life happen to you, is you don't have any kind of plan of what to do when you know when sh when bad things happen. You're relying on you were relying on living with your mom basically forever, and now you're relying on sponging off of your your brother forever. That's not a plan. That's a terrible plan. All it takes yeah, is true. one. All it takes is one bad day for all that shit to disappear. And then you're fucked, and you don't have like, just like these these women who they spend all their whole life, you know, guzzling cock, and thinking they're they're gonna find Mr. Right in their 30s, and it doesn't happen, and then reality catches up to their bad choices. Eventually, reality is gonna catch up to your bad choices. So I'm I'm giving you this advice can save your life, but you need to implement it. Just like these these women in their you know 20s, early 30s. They need to reprioritize their life and stop guzzling cock. You need to have some respect for yourself, stop being a quitter, and do something with your life to get your life moving forward. Don't put all your eggs in the writer basket. Get some job skills. Go to Allison.com or Cybrary. Do something where there's like a paycheck at the end of it. You can do the writing too, but you can't be relying on your brother's welfare to keep a roof over your head or you're going to end up homeless. Ah, uh, what the hell.
Yeah, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll try to start, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say I'll try to start, but certainly at this point, I don't really have much else choice but to uh, yeah. start getting into something. You, you need to shit or get well, off the pot. And, and I will say this, too. If you do this and you follow TFM's advice and you make this happen, what's going to end up happening is that once you're able to be successful and you're able to see your successes start to happen, nobody can take that from you. And that's going to give you a level of inner strength and fortitude, emotional and mental fortitude, that no one can take from you. Yeah. All right, man. All right. So, Slug, right. So, do you have anything to leave us on? Any, any, anything you need to say before we move on? I wish I could top some of the stuff that's been said, but uh, I think uh, most of it's been nailed. Sweet. All right, All right, man. Take care. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. All right. Good luck, no problem, man. man. Take care. See ya. See ya. Yep. Wow. I thought I heard everything. That. Yeah, no, I've had some bad sex. I've, you know, but damn. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, uh, guys, can we get some of these questions out of the way? Because yeah. The chat is being yeah, but before we do, since Kat forgot to mention it. Oh, yes, there, I did. Yeah, there, there is a raffle for a book at the end of the stream. So, um, if you haven't joined the raffle yet, go ahead and do so. And if you win the raffle and you are not responsive at the end of the stream, we will raffle the book on uh, to the next person. Yeah. And also, guys, there's 240 people watching this stream and only 25 people have gotten involved in the raffle. That's despicable. <laughs> well, if they don't want a free book, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you don't want a free book, then that's right. fine. And right. also, um, Smug Bailey, uh, Smug Laley, sorry. You do have a free book as well. Um, DJ sent me the code. I'll send it to you after when I'm finished. Um, we can get that going. But yes, there will be a book for all of the guests, and there will be a book, one book, raffled out to the people on the stream. Okay. But anyway, let's get some of these questions out of the way. So, the first one. It's from David. 7222. He says, TFM, the US hasn't had any terrorist attacks since Trump has took office. Do you mm -hmm. believe it is because they are fear, that they are fearful, I think that's what he meant, so I'm reading this verbatim, okay. of what he would do if even one terrorist attack happened? Example, Muslim ban or arresting the families of Muslims. You say the Western European governments fear Muslims. Would you say it's the reversal for the US? Well, I mean, terrorism works. It's all based on results. Like, if it's like the reason why you don't negotiate with terrorists is because then you give them an incentive to continue to do what you want. So, if they kidnap someone and you they ransom them and you give into their ransom and pay them, then that they know that they can kidnap people and get money from you. Now, if they kidnap someone and hold them for ransom and you murder their family. Um, and then you you burn the entire building down, not only with the hostage, but with everyone else inside. Uh, then they know, oh shit, if we kidnap people, not only are we not going to get paid, but our, us and our families are all going to be brutally murdered. You're not going to he hear of a lot of kidnappings happening after that. So, you know, whenever people do any kind of terrorist attack, and the response is, oh, we need to give... 
we need to understand more, we need to let more refugees in, we need to do this and that. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. But, you know, people are stupid. What can I say? If you have a better response that doesn't incentivize them to continue to push the envelope, you're going to get better outcomes. But, you know, unfortunately a lot of people, they don't want to have to, they don't want to do anything that's painful. You know, just like our last caller. You know, addressing, going to war is scary. People are going to die. You might have to go fight in that war. You might have to risk your life. So, you know, they'd rather try to compromise or capitulate uh, to try to avoid the painful decision. Just like, again, like our last caller. That's, unfortunately, they're wrong. Just You know, like we're told... You have to embrace. You have to. You have to embrace it. There. Sometimes in life, you have no good options, and the pain of inaction is greater than the pain of action. So you just have to stop being a bitch. So sorry. Okay. Next question. This is, uh, what do you think of the London attacks that have just happened an hour ago? Yeah. Will I mean, Muslims overthrow Europe? Yeah, it, it seems that way, because Europe's run by pussies. Like, nobody's doing anything. Nobody wants... Like, and the problem is, I think now it's, like, too late. Like, the, uh, I mean, there's... If they can't do anything now, because... What is it, like, second or third generation at this point? Like, and they're letting second in... Yeah, right. So, th they're now a huge portion of the population, and they're the only ones having kids... So if you just look at the demographics, um, you know, that's your future. Do you mind if I... Yeah, do you have about that? I was going to say. All right, so here, here's the thing. In the United States, we have just about more guns per capita than any other country in the world. And even though we have the most, like, uh, gun crime, if you count full gun crime, what we don't have is the most gun crime per capita in the world. We're not even in the top ten. And when you look at the UK and you look at Australia, both of those countries have outlawed firearms. And when they outlawed firearms, the, the violent crime rate increased because people don't have a way to protect themselves. Right. Switzerland does not get terror attacks. You know why? Because there is one firearm, usually a long gun, for every two people who live in that country. So you go start committing terror in Switzerland and one out of every two people is going to shoot you dead. So you look at, but look at the countries that have embraced these socialist ideas. Look at these countries that have uh, done all this draconian gun control. They are the yeah. countries that are being victimized because they have no ability to to defend against this. And here's the thing: if you look at the history, and I'm and I'm talking about the global history here, in 2012, 2013, and 2014, uh, you know these these terrorists said we are going to emigrate to Europe and we are going to do these terror attacks this is nothing new i mean it, the house intel committee in the united states in in the in the congress they knew about this it's it's public knowledge so you know you're not going to see this it, it, they're gonna you know this whole thing in the uk it's done i agree with tfm you're, you're done you've got you got too many immigrants there and the people are um <clears throat> in the pardon me and the people there are they're powerless to stop it because it's it's happening too often. You have ghettos where the police aren't willing to go. You've got people. You got Sharia patrols in certain areas, not just in the UK, but in, in throughout Europe. I mean, the the reality is this: 
if you want this to stop, you're going to have to make some hard decisions. And you've got to go hard on these people. And frankly, I'd be like, look, if you are a terrorist or you commit terror, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kill you and we're going to turn you into fertilizer. And there you go. You know, and no, 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 uh, you know. No jury trial, no expensive stuff. You know, a bullet is you know seventy-five cents, dollar fifty. It's a whole lot cheaper than a trial, and I want an apology is a whole lot better than you know more dead bodies. But right. the point is, is that you know if these people, you don't understand. This is not; these are not one-off incidents. This right. is a guerrilla war that is happening throughout Europe right now. There's a propaganda war that is being enabled by the socialists and being enabled by the Democrats and the left, while the Muslims are continuing to do terror attacks. If you look at the whole Ramadan thing recently, it is a shit show. So yeah, you guys are screwed. And unless you make some hard decisions, uh, you're all going to get cut by the Muslims until they kill you. Right. See, well, okay, so I need to well, I need to chime in here. So, okay. Guys, basically, I think this is only happening in the south. You know, there, there are many different places in, in in the UK where, you know, this sort of stuff isn't happening. Like if you go to Leeds, if you go to Manchester, if you go to, you know, Edinburgh, this is only happening in the south. Where you know, in London. So. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's going to take place or in, or in Bedford. I don't think this, this isn't. Happening. Well, in the U.S., all the terrorist attacks only happened in New York. So you know, just because it only happens in certain major cities doesn't mean it's not a problem for the entire country. The problem with the Europe is like what DDJ was saying about gun control. Gun control is a perfect example of a policy that feels good. All the statistics prove that gun control doesn't work. Every anybody who is in favor of gun control is a woman and a cuck. You in one of those two categories because you are rejecting rationality, reason, logic, statistics, and common sense. You're basically saying I I want guns to be controlled because it makes me feel safe. That's what women say. That's what cucks say. That's why countries embrace gun control because they're run by women and cucks. And the results of being run by women and cucks is you have these terrorists who come in there. Just like you look at all these mass shootings, they always take place in gun-free zones. Like that theater shooter, like from a couple of years back, he passed the over. Batman guy. Yeah, the Batman guy. He went past several theaters to go to the theater he decided to hit because that theater that he hit was known to be a gun-free zone. It's completely predictable. But this, well, and, and fucking... you can go take it a step further. You can take it a step further. There's a there was a city. I think it was in a, like a town. It's either in Arizona or New Mexico, and they required actually required so you couldn't go to town unless you had. Uh, a firearm strapped to you, a long gun or a pistol, and you know what? Crime dropping it to next to nothing. Right. It's 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 a complete causal relationship. But because people feel unsafe, like doesn't matter what the statistics are, they feel unsafe. If you if you make decisions based on feelings, you're a cuck or a woman. Men don't make decisions based on feelings. Men make decisions based on evidence, logic, and reason. So, unfortunately, that's why Europe is fucked. It's because you run... All your leaders are cucks and women. Okay. Next question. It's from King Richard III. He says, TFM, what's the best political system in the U.S. that the U.S. should adopt in order to prosper the most? I have... Uh, yeah. didn't find democracy as the best political system. Um, no, I mean, the Constitution had it right. The Constitution worked until the early 1900s when the progressives took over and they decided to institute the living constitution and they decided to pass a whole shit ton of constitutional amendments and they f so what are you what are you are you a constitutional republic uh yes 
The, the, in fact, the word democracy does not appear in the Constitution at all. The United States is a constitutional republic. Um, you know, and it, it worked. It worked until the progressive came in and fucked it up. Everything wrong with American politics can tr be traced back to the 1900s progressives, including giving women the right to vote. See, the thing is, is that I, 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 I agree with that. I mean, the UK is a constitutional monarchy, and I think things worked fine up until the point where we started giving, ran, you know, the, you know, women the vote and, you know, all the other stuff. And now things are going downhill. Right. So the, the, the problem, the problem isn't like okay. you, you can create the perfect system. You can design this perfect, uh, you know, constitutional, whatever kind of system. But in a couple generations, people are going to want to change things because they want free shit. They want things to be, quote, fair. They don't like, here's the problem. Systems that work embrace the unfairness of nature because nature isn't fair. Life isn't fair. And you can't make it fair. And by trying to make it fair, you fuck it up. So, but people don't want to embrace the f unfairness of nature. They want to be taken care of by the government. They want a free shit from everybody else. And unfortunately, when, when, these, when these people get together and start making demands, nobody shoots them in the face, which is the way you fucking end it. When everyone's like protesting in the streets, give me free shit. Like, I, I, I have a bunch of people, whenever I talk about welfare and ending welfare and ending the welfare state, people are like, well, what do you do with all the people who are dependent on welfare? If, if they'll turn to crime and they'll riot, you fucking kill them. If they, if they turn to rioting and crime, you fucking shoot them in the face. Done. And they're like, oh, you, you're going to kill blah, blah. Yes. Yes, you are, because what's the alternative? You give them what they want, it's negotiating with terrorists. They know that if they riot and commit crimes and threaten people, they're going to get what they want. So that's all they're going to do until you've completely destroyed your society and you have all these people just getting free shit and you're paying them to reproduce and the problem gets worse and worse each generation because you're giving all this money to these people who are just going to keep reproducing and creating a larger and larger group to demand ever more shit from the people who are working. So you end it, you nip it in the bud, which requires you to do some things which a lot of people frankly aren't comfortable with and i can appreciate that okay. but that's why okay. we can't have nice things so obviously you going back to the actual question okay. so you you agree that giving you know whether it be you know women or you know people that are you know negative you know then they're negative to the system you agree removing their rights to vote and removing their right. rights to you know rights need to be rights need to be uh, attached to right that yeah now here's if, you a, if you're not responsible you don't get rights now the, the thing yeah. is is you know how do you determine who should vote who should not vote yeah you yeah, attach it to exactly responsibility it's not just like oh women shouldn't vote it's women shouldn't vote because they bear no responsibility for their rights that's what they never should have been given the right to vote instead of being like oh what what justification do you have to take away women's right to vote because women never earned the right to vote in the first place they've done nothing to justify being given the right to vote other than they pissed and moaned and demanded it and because men refused to just give them five across the face they gave them to them because you know we talked about this in the last stream if you're a parent who refuses to spank your kids at some point your kids are going to push you to a point where you have two choices you can give in to them and let them win or you can spank them and if you refuse to spank them, they know if they push you to that point, they're always going to win. They're always going to get what they want. And that point, you've just lost your authority. So when women demanded all these rights without any of the responsibility associated with those rights, I'm sure men try to tell them, well, if you don't want the responsibility, we're not going to give you the rights. But then they demanded and they demanded, and the men finally just says, well, shit, they're not giving up, and they're not listening to reason. So we can either 
make them shut up, or we can give them what they want to shut them up. And men basically collectively chose to give them what they want to shut them up. And feminism has just used that same tactic every single time they demand more shit. And men continually keep saying yes to them because the alternative is you have to stand up to women. And because women are irrational and emotional and don't respond to logic, reason, facts, or evidence, you have to use what parents have to use when they're dealing with children who don't respond to facts, reason, logic, and evidence. Okay, so I already know the answer to the next question I'm going to ask, but I, okay. I just want to put it out there for the chat. What's your opinion about you know, women as individuals gaining rights to vote? If a woman is a net taxpayer and serves in the military, she can vote. So all 12 okay. of them can vote. All 12 of the women who fit that criteria can vote. And then the, okay. the men who don't pay taxes and don't serve in the military shouldn't be able to vote. The, you have to demonstrate responsibility. Now, here's the funny thing. So let's say a woman wants to vote, right? So let's say a bunch of women decide for one year they're all going to pay a net tax. They're going to volunteer for the military so they can vote in one election. They'll probably try to do that to try to overturn the laws and make sure they can vote forever, even if they become welfare dependent. But let's say that doesn't work. So if women, women who want to make the sacrifice to vote, which is fine, it's going to they can't, they're not going to do that for a long time. They might do that for a year or two, but then they're going to want to become wards of the state. They want to be taken care of. They're not going to want to work. That's what, women don't pay taxes. In fact, it'd be interesting to see now that women are out-earning men because the wage gap, they're still, they're still bitching about the wage gap, even though now studies are showing that women are out-earning men because they keep all the colleges are pandering so hard to women, despite the fact that women are the majority of college graduates. They're still throwing money at women. They won't be satisfied until women are like out-earning men two to one. And there'll still be a wage gap because women still want to drop out and have kids. And then the only alternative to that is nobody's having kids and society collapses because there aren't enough people to support the welfare state. And then you're replaced by immigrants. So no matter what happens, you're fucked. But, you know, the women who want to vote and want to make the sacrifice, sure, they can vote for the one year they decide to make that sacrifice. They're not going to do it continually. Women aren't going to want to put in the work just to be able to vote. They'll be like, well, this fucking sucks. I just... Fuck it. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. In the first wave feminism, when they were threatened with having to sign up for the draft, women didn't want to vote anymore. When, when you basically said you have to be responsible for this vote, women didn't want to vote. It was only when the responsibility was taken off the table that they wanted to move forward with getting the right to vote. So when there's responsibility attached to that freedom, you have a small minority of women who will embrace that and, and you know they'll take pride in the fact that they made the sacrifice in order to vote. But they're only going to do that once the novelty wears off. It's like these women who passed ranger school. They passed ranger school. They got that notch in their belt. They're never going to see war. They just wanted the notch in their belt. So they, they want their name in that history book. They want their name on that Wikipedia entry that they got to vote. They made the sacrifice. They're part of this elite group of women that did the things required to vote. Good for them. And as soon as that novelty wears off, they'll go back to being like every other woman. Okay. Right. I would love to continue this, but we really do need to move on to our next guest. Okay. Um, Sounds good. We want to get involved. Anyway, his name is Nocta. And he wants to talk about the increasing consumption of romance novels by males, the creation of waifus, I guess okay. that right? Waifus, yeah. <laughs> uh, that people use as their fix for their love addiction, he says in quote unquote. Okay. And how it can slow down the red pilling process of a male in modern Western society. All right, so I'm going to mm, bring him okay. in. Okay. All right. 
Sounds like an interesting Hello. conversation. Hello. Uh, Welcome hey. to the Turtfling Monkey Show. Hey. What's going on? Hello? Let me fix my sound. Where's one sec? Okay, yeah, close your Twitch if you have Twitch open. That's going to cause yeah, an echo. Yeah, I was suddenly pulled, uh, pulled in, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, nice to be here. All right, well, welcome. So, yeah, I'm not, unfortunately, a cock story for your TV show. I, you, know, you know what? You know, last time we had some fun with our cucks, but that cuck story kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, so I don't mind. Did it taste like rabbit shit? It tasted a little bit like rabbit shit. Not that I would know. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, anyway, I was playing on the... Uh... Yeah, I was... Did you see uh, the Steam store? There's a big uh, section called visual novels. Right. And whenever you look at visual novels, you find the same shit everywhere. It's yeah, romance novels or weep shit, basically. But well, finding they're basically like dating simulators where you, you know, you, you read it. Yeah, you read this book and it's about some coming of, coming of age bullshit where you get to look at some DeviantArt hentai at the end of the story. And it's always the same pattern. It's always, you get in there, you get cute girls, you choose the girl you want to you wanna get right. with. You find out her tragic backstory, and then you accept her, you support her, you fix her, and then you become happy ending, happy and, ever after. Yeah, you get rewarded with pussy. Yeah, especially uh, if you take the uncensored original versions. Well, right. I mean, what's the point? What's the point of reading, playing an anime dating simulator if you don't get to look at hentai? Like I the, completely agree with that. Whole point. But since I'm, I'm, I was personally not very interested in hentai. I, I started. Uh, no, reading. I, I'm not either. I'm just. I've. I've tr people have like, oh man, check out hentai. I've watched it. I've never really found much um, enjoyment from cartoons because I can't place myself. I can understand some people like they don't want to and whatever, but I like to place myself into it. So I can't place myself into a cartoon because this isn't Roger Rabbit. <laughs> it isn't Bugs Bunny <laughs> for the other guest. So anyway, uh, those novels, you know, as you know, they come from Japan and Japan mm -hmm. with the herbivore man and all their, uh, I want to say, replacement habits. They replace uh, love, true love, with uh, all kinds of games, all kinds of dating sims and stuff well, like that. Well, I mean, love is just a chemical in your brain. You know, it's not yeah. like true love, oh, it's real because there's a woman there, but it's not real if it, you know, it's, it's all those chemicals in your brain. It can feel as real, whether it's a sex robot or a fucking dating simulator, it doesn't really matter. The, the point I'm trying to get to by, by talking about that is exactly the fact that people, well, that's part of my, my, my question, my question, okay. my, my topic I'm bringing up anyway, right. it's about how having uh, perpetuating those love feeling or getting fixes for your love addiction or your desire to love whatever whatever happens is slowing down your red pilling process or even aborting it in some ways okay. making you go back into the matrix well, what, what do you mean uh, by red pilling what do you mean by red pilling process what i would call a red pilling process it would be instead of being a slave to your honestly feelings or emotions or desire to put take care of a woman, protect her, and once again, the same patterns, fix her, mm -hmm. take care of her, protect her, like the prince defeating the dragon in mythical okay. stories, the whole thing. Okay. Uh, 
getting past that and well i think and okay rash, rational and getting well i talked about this in my red pill grief cycle videos so you know if you find you got to take there's this test and I, i've heard from people that the the link to the test doesn't work anymore so i might have to find like another version of it but basically in these this online test you can take it's based on the six human needs and one of the human needs is love now i love was my lowest thing like i scored i scored like a two out of a hundred in love but i scored really high in things like um significant not really significant it was like variety growth those are really important to me love was not important to me at all so however i've known migtow who've they've scored love is their most important thing that's what gives them happiness so they can't just get over it because that's what makes them happy like that would be like someone telling me okay you can't improve yourself you just, you can't, like, you know, improving yourself, you just have to get over it. I'd be like, well, fuck you, that's what's important to me, that's what makes me happy. So to them, love is what makes them happy. So then the, the question the question becomes, how do you redirect? Because you obviously can't, you know, in, in this environment, trying to chase women is really dangerous. So yeah. the goal shouldn't be to get over it and change who you are fundamentally, because if those things are important to you, if that's part of the human needs that define what makes you happy, you shouldn't just deny it, You should, but you should seek to redirect it. So this is why I, I think that sex robots, dating simulators, stuff like that, those could be actually useful in helping men redirect if they score very high in those fields. In my part three of my Red Pill Grief Cycle, I talked about maybe donating your time at a charity, going overseas, helping some impoverished nation, doing something where you feel significant and like you're helping people to help help you feel that like you're giving back. Because honestly, that need for love is more about a need for human connection and building relationships. So you want to find a way to do that without exposing yourself to things like family court and bullshit like that. But there's ways you can do that. You know, like a perfect example is back in the day when religion was more prominent in society, you know, a guy could become a priest or join the clergy. He wouldn't have to worry about marriage ever again. He, But he would be able to serve and, and help people and he'd be able to find significance and, and do things like that. No, I do agree with you. You know, uh, it, it raises the same point as fap and no fap, and how some people say masturbating is a way for me to relieve my sexual tension and not right. try and chase women. So yeah, I can understand exactly. that argument. That, that's but, how I am. Yeah. I've, I've talked to no fap people. Uh, if you have a if you have a sex addiction or a porn addiction, obviously that's a problem. But I don't look at it that way. I've never felt like I was addicted to porn. I just, I look at it as just like. Uh, when you're hungry, you eat. When you're thirsty, you drink. When you're sleepy, you take a nap. And when you're horny, you jerk off. And you, it's just like clearing the pipes, getting the poison out. And yeah, and, and about that, this, the only I want to say problem I have with not not really a problem, you know, I don't really care. But the whole waifu thing and how it becomes more and more prevalent. Mm -hmm. It's just. I don't know. It makes me well, wonder. Uh, well, if, if it's just, uh, I would imagine that if you took this six human needs test, you would score very low in love. You're like me. I like I've never saw the need for a waifu. I'm perfectly happy on my own. But I can understand someone who is scores very high in love, who feels like they need to have a relationship. They need to feel like they belong to a couple, even if it's imaginary, even if it's only in their mind just to feel some kind of fulfillment. Um, I don't think, if 
if you do that, you know, with a waifu, obviously she can't divorce rape you because she doesn't exist. She's just a cartoon character or a, a manga character or whatever. Like, there are these guys or in a Japan. Cat girl or a rabbit girl. Or, yeah, she doesn't exist. So it's perfectly safe. I don't think that's getting in the way of their self actualization. This is why this, and I've talked about this, I've been talking about this for years. This whole idea of like who the real MGTOW are and the, the level system, this is why I reject it. Because everybody's different. And everybody has a different concept of self-actualization. And somebody who feels like they need to have some type of relationship with an imaginary girl, and it's not hurting anyone, it's not exposing them to the gynocentric courts, they're just, they just want to have this fantasy. So what? You know, it's, it's not influencing their, their journey. They can still self-actualize and have a waifu girlfriend. Now here's a question for you because okay. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. You know I don't have a fundamental problem about it. I just wanted to talk about the the topic in okay. general. Don't you think that exposing yourself as a male to the perfect wife, the perfect uh, fantasy, the perfect female, which is essentially mm -hmm. male qualities like loyalty, honor, right. and yeah, stuff like that? Men project what they what how they the perfect woman. The, res the way men wish women would love them is the way men love women. Because men are the protectors and the providers, male love is very sacrificial and selfless. And a man wants a woman to express that same kind of love to him, but female love just isn't that kind of love. Female love isn't sacrificial or selfless. Because the right. female reproductive dynamic is not sacrificial and selfless. Women are not the protectors and the providers. So. Right. And exposing yourself to that delusion over and over and over and over again doesn't that make that guy more vulnerable to falling back into a mangina coma finding a girl in his life and suddenly his she's in a walt because he he didn't well he i mean up his uh, well here's the thing like obviously a woman can fake it like women know what guys like so if a woman is basically pretending to have these qualities that he's looking for you know obviously a guy can be fooled if he's trying to but here's the thing if if, if you're red-pilled you can see through a woman's bullshit you can, like women do this thing called mirroring and if you want to see a textbook example of this way back in the day like last year i did a, a stream with some cam girl i was playing transformers devastation and I called her on it because she was during the whole conversation, she was trying to mirror me. She was telling me how we had so much in common and she was feigning interest in things that she thought I was interested in because she wanted to, you know, make me think that she was some Nawalt. And it's very common. It's a very common trick that women do. So if you're like into anime or, you know, whatever, she can pretend and you know and you sometimes see like little asian girls who they talk like an anime character they dress like your favorite anime character and the goal is they're going to try to trick these guys who have these waifus into thinking that oh this is like my waifu but real and you know if, if you fall for that unfortunately I don't think you're red pilled enough because if if you have the red pill you can see through that shit you can see that women are she's just She's mirroring. She's telling you what you want to hear. I've had that happen so many times where girls would tell me what they thought I wanted to hear to try to then, get me to believe that they were something they weren't. Then we get back to, to the first point anyway, which is, is it slowing down the red pilling process or aborting it? Like if someone is in the red no. pill rage well, and suddenly he finds his wife when he stops raging, he stops reading, he stops listening to content, he's just... 
it's just aborting the process, isn't it? No, 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 because one has nothing to do with the other. So the the red pill grief cycle, there is the denial phase where you, you don't want to believe, you want to believe the Nawalts are out there. Once you understand that the Nawalts aren't out there, you're going to enter the, like, the red pill rage. To get through the red pill rage, you have to kind of find... You, you're going to have to give up on trying to fix things. Like what, what defines the red pill rage is you're angry at how society lied to you, and you're, you're going to you're trying to find a way to fix it. You want to fight. You don't want to give up. You want to fix things. Once you realize it can't be fixed, you're going to get depressed. And the way you crawl out from that depression is you have to find a new purpose and meaning for your life. At no point would a imaginary girlfriend that you like to fap to get in the way of any of that. I mean, I, I, I have a VR porn setup. I have sex toys. I can tell you my favorite porn stars. Uh, at no point, if I met them in real life, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're in a Walt because I like to jerk off to you. I, I realize they're porn stars. They're not in the Waltz. And I don't have some kind of imaginary relationship. But even if you did, these girls don't exist. It's perfectly safe if you want to have some kind of role-playing fake emotional attachment to some fictional character and that helps you fine just like porn and vr porn and stuff helps me deal with my shit if having an um, imaginary cartoon girlfriend helps you that doesn't bother me at all i don't think it'll it'll stop you from self-actualizing or moving through the red pill grief cycle and if it does if you think like if your waifu makes you believe that oh there are real girls out there just like my waifu I just don't I don't think that even computes. I think if you have this waifu relationship, I think you appreciate the fact that you need a an imaginary girlfriend because <laughs> real women are so disappointing. Yeah, 3D is not as good as 2D. <laughs> right. So anyway, it, it goes back to maybe the first part of it and maybe DDJ will be more interested in that. It's the consumption for romance novel is increasing, and I have my idea of it's, why it's is that. Not, it, it's not increasing for men. All they need from us is it and, not? And it, no. Let, let me let me kind of break it down for you for a little bit. So, romance novels are um, they're porn for women. Women are more attracted by more attracted based on how they feel, not always by what they see per se. So, like men will see a hot chick and and maybe they'll get an erection. A woman will see a hot guy and she'll be interested in him, but depending on what comes out of that guy's mouth, will determine on whether or not she fucks him. I've seen guys that have had five percent body fat. They've been super fit. They've been you know model quality attractiveness. I've seen these types of guys get cucked by women. They're not alphas just because they look like they're alphas. Alpha is not just what you do with your body it's also what you do with your mind it's the strength that you have internally as well as externally and so you see a lot of these uh cucks they'll go to the gym and they'll do all this stuff especially the cucks that that, that are like the wannabe puas and then they're like oh well you know i spent 300 dollars on this chick and uh you know she gave me a blowjob and this is great when the reality is he could have spent 50 bucks and got a blowjob from a hooker and it probably would have been better but the thing about these these uh romance novels the reason why guys don't like them is because typically the romance novel follows a very um a very linear track and it's always the same thing there's a chick uh you know she's she's got some guy that's fawning on her he's a really good guy he's a great guy she meets the bad boy she fucks the bad boy the cuck doesn't realize that he's getting cucked and she hurts him but she, she he puts up with her shit anyway and in the end she gets everything she wants and, 
and everybody that she's fucked over just leaves her life and gives her no accountability for her action. I mean, it's the ultimate hypergamous fantasy for a woman. That's right. why if you look at it like, you know, Fifty Shades of Gay, you know, it's it's the same thing. You know, it's it's Fifty Shades of Rape. That's it. Women want to be dominated and they want to be, you know, told they got to wait in line and they want to be jumping through all those hoops. But the thing about romance is, is that it, because it's so readily accessible, this is what women like. But here's the thing. Even though cucks are trying to get laid, they might read the romance novel just so that they have something in common with this chick. But when they read the romance novel, they get pissed because they see the guy get cucked and they may not have the, the strength of, of identity or they may not be red-pilled enough to actually say some shit about it. But let me tell you something, that shit's in the back of their mind. They, they can't deny it's right there in the words in the back of their mind and no amount of no amount of denial is going to avoid that so they're going to go find something else to to do instead and, and you look at like romantic movies like rom-coms it's the same bullshit well i think he's talking about the japanese visual novels which they have ones that cater to girls right. and they have ones that like if you ever watched a, a harem anime where it's like the, this one guy who's living in this house with like five beautiful women that are all trying to have sex with him but he like isn't interested in them and they have wacky misadventures that that's like a, a yeah, whole yeah, subgenre of anime they- even with the hentai crowd, even with the anime crowd, all they're doing is they're just teaching guys how to how to worship pussy. And so when you look at that, it's exactly as TFM said. They're not really related because the red pill guys see it for what it really is, you know. And, and maybe there's some who enjoy it, you know. Maybe like that's their thing. Maybe they want to, you know, fuck a rabbit, whatever, you know. <laughs> but but at the same token. You know, they understand that it's it's with the red pill. They understand the hypergamy of women, so they're not out there pussy worshiping. But I've been to video game cons, and I've been to you know some of these cons where you got all these you know sci-fi cons and, and anime cons, you know, and and they're just loaded with with you know white knight cucks, and and none of them are red pilled. And and you but you look at them, you know, they got the they got the red pill tattoos, or they got you know I'm a man, so I got these tattoos, or. You know, I have long hair and a ponytail, or you know, I got my man bun. Look at me, I'm masculine, and I can grow more than four hairs in my face. Right, right. You know, I've got the perfectly trimmed beard. But these guys, they can't change attire. They've got no no masculine traits other than how they look. And you know, they're just they're just cucks. And and so you know, being red pill, whether or not you do this, is is it's it's completely separate. Yeah. But if you look at the majority of them, these guys that are doing this, they're just most of them are cucks. Right now, and the thing is, is they make these you know Japanese anime games. Like, for, there are people who like to watch the porn for the story. Like, they, they don't just want to skip to the scene where she's riding the guy reverse cowgirl and just you know rub one out and who get on that? with his day. I, I do that. I I I skip right to the reverse cowgirl. And You're right. I'm saying, who watches the porn for the story? Some guys like they they like to see the context. They like to feel like they know more about the girl than just, you know, skipping right to the part where she's naked and moaning. Some people are like that. You know what they do? They say, I came for the porn and I stayed for the feels. That's usually uh, how it comes right. That's fine. You know what? what I honestly don't give a shit. Now, I'll I'll tell you something, though. Uh, I don't like casual sex because, you know, I feel like I'm just using the woman's body to masturbate. And it doesn't feel that good. I'd rather just fuck, you know, my my hobbit torso with some VR goggles on than have sex with a real woman because it doesn't feel that much better. Like, it's a lot of work. You got to spend money and time on them. And it doesn't really feel like you're getting that much more for all this time and money you're investing. So at some point, I'm like, well, shit, I might as well just 
you know, jerk off and not deal with women. Now, back in my, I guess my blue pill days when I had relationships, the sex was better. Like, because when you have an emotional connection with a woman, it feels better when you have sex than if you're just using her body to masturbate. So some guys, they kind of found a way to tap into that by having these fake relationships via, you know, visual novels or whatever. They, they, they find a way to tap into that emotional connection to make the masturbation feel like better than if they were simply jerking off the porn. Now, for whatever reason, I've just never been able to find enjoyment in, you know, visual novels or some kind of storytelling. I know it's porn. So I can't fool myself. But if you can fool yourself and you find that, you know, the porn is more enjoyable, if you have some kind of emotional connection with the character, you know, that's good. Honestly, that's good. I think, actually, instead of trying to find an emotional bond, I just, um, you know, put on some VR goggles, and that's good enough for me. Um, but, yeah, it would be nice. Like, if, if there was, like, a sex robot or something, or something that I can have some kind of synthetic connection to, and it would actually feel better than just jerking off the porn, I'd be all for that. I wouldn't think that yeah, would... Actually, I don't think that would somehow get in the way of my red pill journey, or that would somehow make me blue pill if I could have an emotional connection with my robot or with my VR, you know, sex toy, if it was able to give me that fulfillment and make the orgasm feel better, that's all it is. It's really just masturbation. But it, you know, it, it does feel better when you have an emotional connection. I think that's really all it's about. Yeah, there's those uh, new sex robots with uh, personality traits you can choose to make her more jealous or more clingy or those right. kinds of cute traits. Exactly. Yeah, they're marketing that as well. It's, it's the same principle, you're mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Well, and, and to speak to the emotional connection, you know, I, I made the mistake of being married twice, but I will say this, um, you know, sex with somebody that you're emotionally connected to is a lot better um, because you don't have to worry about like the whole one night stand philosophy because, you know, one night stands are never is, or at least for me anyway, they were never as enjoyable as having sex with somebody that I had a connection with. So having having a robot that can do that or, or the ha you know, with, that has an AI that can do that, you know, absolutely that would be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's still, it's still not, I'm still not entirely convinced about the disconnect between, between the red pill and sexuality in general like this, like, well, I mean, it's, you got to you got to you got to get the poison out. Like, I mean, if you're if you're no fap and you're like, if I jerk off, it's going to interfere with my red pill journey. It's going to make me suck up to women. It's going to make me kind of centric. Then, by all means, don't jerk off. You know, like you need to. Nobody knows you better than you know you. So, if jerking off or masturbation or porn or visual novels or waifus or sex robots, if those somehow get in the way, if those somehow make you gynocentric, if they push you towards the blue pill and nofap is the only way to go, then go nofap. You know, but don't then project onto other men in a different position that they need to do that too because that's what works for you. Just you right. do you. It's go your own way. Yeah, go your own way. Yeah. It's in the name. Don't worry about what other people do. And don't like think like you're a better MGTOW than them. Like, well, I don't even need a sex robot. I, I'm no fat, baby. So I'm, I'm like MGTOW level 99, and you're like MGTOW level 62. Who fucking yeah, it's cares? it's like the whole monk versus... Uh, right, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Exactly. So just let do your own thing, man. Don't don't let it get you down. But if, you, if it does become a problem for you, then absolutely stop. 
but you know you have to you know that better than anyone so tfm approves of waifus yeah tfm <laughs> i mean I'm, they're not my thing um but you know i'm you know i put stuff up my ass so who am i to judge anybody's sexual preferences or proclivities i, I think I, to I, sum I, it up in tfm cut me off here if i'm wrong i think tfm is saying this he's not into waifus but if you're into waifus that's you as long as you don't take it to the point where it's an addiction right don't make don't don't make it an addiction and if it gets in the way or if it somehow causes you to relapse into the blue pill then it's then it's obviously bad but you need to check in with yourself like any like anything that could become an addiction or could become a problem you need to determine to yourself like at what point you know are you going to make these decisions based on what's good what's in your best interest okay so not not top is there anything that you want to um anything else that you want to share with us sure sure uh this is a tfm shell show anyway i'll I'll go ahead and say that i'm actually writing a vision novel right now nothing to do with romance all right nothing to do with romance but since it's a visual novel, it's not just a novel, and I'm, I can't draw and I can't compose music. If anyone, oh. anyone is interested in the project or interested in draws or anything, can hit me up on Discord, and I'll be happy to chat. Okay, I mean there are, uh, I mean I know there are artists out there. I mean because writing the the words is probably the easiest part. But you, I, I would actually find a, I mean go on Steam, find a a, a visual novel whose art style you like, and I'm sure you can contact the artist. If you think that your visual novel is was well written, yeah. If it was that simple, honestly, I don't think uh, I don't think I'd be here. Well, you could always teach yourself to draw because usually the drawing is the hardest part. The, the art will make or break a visual novel. So you actually, know. the music would, would as well, you know. But that's not the point anyway. Thank you. Okay. No, no problem. No problem. Good having you on. Thanks. See ya. See ya. All right. Take care, man. Ah, that was a twist. He was talking all this shit about visual novels, then he was writing one. <laughs> he played himself. Yeah, it's like it's like a like a what a, the sixth sense. Right. Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time. Sweet. Uh, also, Noctar. Um, obviously, you're you're not in the channel, but I, I imagine that you're probably still listening to the Twitch show. Um, you are entitled to a book from uh, DDJ. It's called The Feminist Lie. And um, I've sent you a private message with a code. Um, you can use that to redeem it and you should be good to go provided you've got a Kindle or what, what's the other what other devices you can use? Uh, that particular version is Kindle or EPUB. So anything that reads Kindle will work. Yeah, I have a an app on my... Um... If you just go into the, if you have Windows 10, you can go into the Windows, you know, App Store, and you could download an EPUB reader if you don't have a Kindle. It's not a PDF, so you know you have to actually get an EPUB reader. But I mean, Sweet, and you can you can get an e-reader so cheap. They're like fifty, not even fifty bucks. Like they're dirt cheap these days. If if you want to get into ebooks, you can just, you know bring them with you and read them like a normal book. But also, guys, there is 61 people that have entered into the raffle. There is 262 people on the chat. This is like, right? Well, I mean, guys, again, if if they don't want a free book, and I said this last week, they may be watching on TV, like on a smart TV, because you could watch Twitch on a TV. You don't have to watch it on a PC. So they just 
they may not have an access to a keyboard because they're watching on in the you know in their bedroom or something like that. Maybe they don't want a free book. You know who knows? Yeah, fuck that DDJ guy. Yeah, it's, it's a good <laughs> book right, though. Good... Right, let's get some of these questions up the way. Okay. Before we move on to the next guest. Didn't you say something about wanting to run a commercial or something, Cat? Oh, well, that's up to TFM. I mean, I don't think he's oh. a commercial. Um, doesn't yeah, well, matter to me. Well, yeah, well, let's go through the... Let's go through the questions, and then before we go, bring the next guest on, we'll do the commercial. Sweet. Uh, first question is from Masterville. I cut his question down because okay. I, I think he raised a really great point, but it was it was a little bit too too wordy. Yeah, it was too wordy. So he, he says, "Do you think men will ever be able to transcend biological limitations? When and what steps must lead up to it?" Okay, so yeah, it's possible, but you're talking about men in general. No. And I'll give it. I use the example of again obesity. It's a really good example because here's the thing: we have tried everything to try to get people to make healthy choices. We've put the nutritional information right there in the box. You know exactly how many calories it has, fat, uh, car carbohydrates, protein. You know, nobody's ignorant of you know what foods are healthy what foods are unhealthy how much water they should drink how much they should exercise nobody's ignorant and yet we have an obesity epidemic so the reason we have an obesity epidemic is because the average person doesn't have the self-control to resist their biological urges now if you're the type of person now there are some people who have fast metabolism or they genuinely enjoy exercise and they don't have a problem staying fit and losing weight. There are other people who have to constantly struggle with diet and exercise because they don't enjoy it. But they, they do. They make those tough decisions. They make the painful choices because they want to live a healthy lifestyle. That's, that's the situation that the average man finds himself in. In order to transcend his biological urges, it's like tensing a muscle. You have to do things that are painful and that don't feel good, just like someone who doesn't enjoy diet and exercise forcing themselves to diet and exercise because it's in their best interest to do so. For the average man to reach that, I don't even think that's really technically possible. Just like the average person is not going to be healthy and fit. The average person is going to be fat because their biological urges, most people are just slaves to their biological urges. It's just the way it is. Um, and there's it's no matter instant gratification yeah. mentality. And what the red pill does is it gives people that nutritional information. It's letting them know the nutritional information of the foods they're eating. It's giving them the, all the information they need so they can make healthy choices. But they actually have to make the painful choice to resist their biological urges. So even if everyone was red pilled, even if you gave them all the information, even if everybody, you know, we put them in that clockwork orange machine, we made them watch MGTOW videos for six months straight. Uh, at the end of the day, they'd have all the information, but they still, the average person would not resist their biological urges. What causes, here's the thing, you know what causes people to lose weight when all else fails? Is when they go into the hospital for a mild heart attack. Like nothing will get a fatty to put down the donut than when they go into the hospital in their like late 30s, early 40s with a heart attack. And the doctor's like, if you don't put this fucking food down and start exercising, you are going to die. And they're like, oh shit. And then they finally, they find the will to make good choices. And a lot of men will only become MGTOW after they've seen the inside of a divorce courtroom. After they've had their wallet ripped out of their ass by a family court judge. That's their heart attack moment. 
And a normal, no amount of red pilling is going to keep that from happening. They will not resist it until until things happen to them, until they experience that pain. Do you mind if I uh, add some input? Please. So the other thing you might want to think about, too, is if you're worried about diet, don't buy anything or don't eat anything that requires a commercial or that you can get through drive through if yeah. you can get, you know, go ahead. Well, yeah, and you want to avoid processed foods. Um, obviously, there's only three kinds of diets. There's low-fat, low-carb, and portion control. So find out what your body type is, what works for you. For me, it's low-carb. Other people, it might be low-fat. Other people, it might be portion control. But, I mean, obviously, we're just using this as an analogy. So, But it, it is kind of, it works because, you know, there are some guys who the only way they're going to resist their biological urges for women is to substitute it with perhaps porn. Um, some people swear by um, Asian massage parlors, call girls, sex robots, whatever you have to do to, you know, get that urge to scratch that itch, you do. Different strokes but, for different folks. Right. And, and TFM don't judge. Sweet. All right, moving on to the next question. It's from Camp Logon. He says, TFM, what approach do you recommend when dealing with a female lead HR department? Um, uh, especially uh, when there is no male counterpart to interact with. If, if she's gunning for you, you're kind of fucked. Because, you know, if you're working with women and you get on their bad side, I would actually dust off my resume and look for another job. Because you, you're on borrowed time. You can pretend to be gay or trans, that might save you. But if your female HR head is after you, they're gonna find a reason to get rid of you. So dust off the old resume and quit before you get fired. Oh yeah, yeah. DBJ, do you have anything to add to that? Gives me a little time to nope. up some weapons for the druid. <laughs> okay. He's, look, he's, he's absolutely right. I mean, here's the thing. It, it, when when women put you in their sights, they want to destroy you because if you tell anybody else about what they're trying to do to you, they're going to even try harder to destroy you in order to save face because that's how like a lot of women are narcissists or they're bipolar and when they're in the manic stage, they're, they're they act like narcissists. So what ends up happening is is that they have to destroy you for their own survival. So. Um, there's, there's absolutely nothing that you can do to, you know, jump on borrowed time. No, well, like, th maybe, think of it maybe, like maybe, maybe record conversations or something like that. I mean, um, it, you it, can, but not. yeah, the the problem it is, only postpones you never. Yeah, you're pretty much you're in a bad spot. I I've seen instances where a woman had a history of false accusations, and they would not get rid of her because she was their quota hire. So they'd rather get rid of you. To placate the quota hire, even though they, she's a known problem who constantly... Like, this woman who just got fired from Tesla, she has a history of filing false accusations of sexual harassment. And she basically was suing the company, and the company finally, after years, finally got rid of her. And that's what I found happens in, in these instances. This woman gets hired as a quota hire. She's a constant problem. She drives a bunch of men out of the company. And eventually, years later the company finally gets sick of her shit and finally gets rid of her. And unfortunately, if you're one of the guys that's in her, the path of her bullshit, you have to leave because the company isn't going to get rid of her until they just have to. Because that's the power of diversity. They need they, they can't fire these women because they're going to get sued. 
So when they're a problem, they want to get rid of the guy. They want to find the guy that she gets along with, so she'll just fucking leave their shit alone. Okay, um, let's move on to the next question. Yes, Let me get this out of the way. Right, it's from Quantum Slipstream Racer 13. He says, TFM, how do you become successful if you're living in a socialist society? Um, what do you mean, like financially successful? I assume you mean success, yeah, financially successful. Uh, I mean, if you, if you're living in a completely communist society, the only way to be successful is to become part of the political class. So you, you know, you lie, cheat, borrow and steal whatever you have to to join the political class. If that's not an option, then um, you, if you live in a somewhat free society, even if it's socialist, there's some free, there's some market somewhere, so you can, you know, learn the market, learn how to invest correctly, and you can make money that way. So depending on, I don't know, I like every country is going to be different. Ready to go? Just a few more. So yeah, what, whatever you have to do, depending on how socialist or how communist your country is, you may have more or less options. You do the best you can with what you have, or you leave, go to another country with a freer economy. But of course, if you're if you're in a socialist country, you're probably really poor. So you're either going to have to leave with a shirt on your back, or you're going to have to start with nothing. Care of anyone or anything okay, uh, last question before we bring on our next guest. It's from Dead Lust. He says, How do I handle blue pill guys at work and family asking if I have a girlfriend? I don't care what they think, but they constantly ask and it gets annoying. Uh, just tell me you haven't found the right one yet. Or you could do one of the things you can do is you can buy a wedding ring and just start wearing it. And when anybody asks, just come up with a quick story. They're going to want to know your wife's name. They're going to want to know what she does and if you have any kids. If you can answer those three questions, that usually ends the conversation. Okay. So your, your, your wife's name is Debbie. You met online on Plenty of Fish. Uh, and she's infertile, so you don't have any kids. And the best part is, is if you do that, a lot of times you're, if you give your HR her birthday, they'll send gifts to your house when it's your wife's birthday. So you'll get like a free gift card for a romantic evening, um, you know, for or something, some bullshit like that. So you'll get like free gifts from your company. And then anytime there's like a company party and they, they're inviting spouses, uh, you can basically say, oh, she wasn't feeling good. Or if you've decided to make up some kids, you can be like, oh, you know, we couldn't find a sitter for the kids. Or you can just hire a call girl and you can take her on this trip with you if it's like a really nice trip. So, okay. you know, the, the world is your oyster. Sweet. Right, so, next guest, guys. Okay, hold on, we gotta do the commercial. Oh, snap, yeah, my yeah, bad. Okay, Sorry. so we'll be right back. Today we're joined by Bob Lewis, author of The Feminist Lie. Bob, tell us about your book. My book is an irreverent look at the devastation created by feminism. I link their war on marriage to the rise of crime-ridden communities. I show evidence that feminists admitted that rape culture isn't real, I also document the heartbreaking stories of tragedy, murder, and suicide caused by feminist discrimination against men. The book is a combination of both peer-reviewed research and investigative journalism that proves that feminism was never about equality. All right, so Bob, where can people buy your book? It'll be available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the Apple Store, as well as Overdrive and Scribd, and pretty much any place that sells ebooks. All right, Bob, I appreciate your time. Everyone, go ahead and buy the book using the link in the description. And if you like the book, write a review on Amazon and help out the author.
Alright, and we're back. So, just playing a little Brutal Legend. And Cat, go ahead and introduce the next guest. Right. So, the next guest, his name is Jay. He wants to talk about the women in the Dominican Republic and their values and the difference between women 60 years ago as opposed to women now in 2017. Okay. So I'm going to bring okay. Bonjour, Jay. Hello, hello. Hello, welcome hello. to the Turtling Monkey Show. Hola, TFM. Hola, DDJ. Hola, Feeding the Cat. I'm Jay. I'm from Dominican Republic. I want to apologize in beforehand if my accent, you know, many you may not understand some stuff or I get, you know, some words mispronounced. Oh, no, you're fine. I, no talked, problem. I talked to that one guy. I don't remember what, con what country he was in, but, like, he was pretty hard to understand and I did okay. Uh, the one that speak like like Mr. Slate from South Park? No, no, he was, uh, yeah, I was playing a Warhammer game. He was talking about his, he, he impregnated his cheating girlfriend. And he had like a really thick accent. I don't remember what country he was in, but it was, it's, it's fine. I, I'm pretty good at picking out accents, so don't worry about it. Good, good. And I speak enough. Uh, I speak enough fan, uh, uh, Spanish to uh, piss somebody off or to get laid. Yeah, I can order oh, from. I can order from a menu at a Mexican restaurant, so we're all good. Burrito, <laughs> uh, some chicken fajitas, some carne mixta. <laughs> so. I want to talk a little bit about what happened to women, for example, in my country. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about my country first. Okay. Like, this is a third world country in the Caribbean with a lot of uh, beautiful beaches. Not mm -hmm. beaches, but beaches. Yeah, no, I, I, no I, I've, been yeah. To the, I've been to the Bahamas. Oh, I've never been there, but, you know, it's something like that, you know, pretty. So, okay. so pretty the beaches cool. are attractive, but the bitches are not. Yeah. <laughs> The sand is the sand is pretty. the The ocean's blue, but yeah, yeah. that's you know so, at the end of the day it's just the beach. Yeah. So the idiosyncrasy, the idiocracy in this country, you know, is pretty fucked up because we have corrupt politicians. Uh, the education mm -hmm. is pretty bad. So people like people here don't read. Mm -hmm. Like maybe ten percent of the people in this country, you know, have took a book on their hands and read it. You know, aside from the Bible, because this country is very religious too. Okay. So, the story of my mom, you know, is uh, is different to yours, you know, TFM, because my mom, she she had three kids: it's me, my sister, and my brother. And my father, uh, she separated from her, you know, and she said that she never wanted another man because she didn't want that man you know like to uh to abuse us so she began raising us uh alone she started uh taking walks you know low pay low pay jobs and stuff like that uh okay. to raise us but since you know i was raised by a single mom you know and this country is very you know um conservative i was raised to be a mangina right so okay. like why is it that for example my mom never talked bad about my dad until we were you know adults and she she raises she raises all alone you know like she didn't get another man like women do nowadays what do you think may happen there 
I mean, why did she raise you to be a mangina? No, why did she raise raise us alone? She didn't get another man. Why didn't she remarry? Yeah. Yeah. Why did she raise... Tiffany's saying, why did did she raise the children alone? She probably didn't find... She didn't have an option. I mean, were there guys beating down her door to marry a single mom? Well, they do here. They do? Yeah. Wow. It's a Latino country. I have a friend. I have a friend that she... That he... Uh, he married a woman that had two kids and he was he's raising those two kids and he had two kids more with her okay okay so she had two children already he married her and then they banged and he fathered two children with her so she had four yeah that's a friend of mine okay i mean have you i'm sure has the topic come up did she tell you why she didn't want to uh marry again she just you mentioned it's like she didn't want there to be a man to abuse you, but yeah. you know, I mean, were you, were you physically abused by your father, or what is she worried about? Well, here is normal, or it was it used to be normal. Like for example, if you did something wrong, your father didn't say like "Don't do this." No, they took you know a belt and they uh hit you with the belt you know like don't do that that's the way it used to be here you know because the kind of country we are okay all right so she she was very against corporal punishment so she didn't want now what happened to your father oh he uh he got another woman okay all right Question question from the chat um, from White Beater 600, was she beautiful? I think he's talking about your mom. She was, no, she was fine. Okay. I mean, here people like, you know, uh, we are a very mixed race here. And when people are, are you know, like uh, white skin or, or light skin color, you know, they're pretty attractive here. Yeah, that goes pretty, yeah, that goes a long way in the black community eye. Right here. Okay. Sorry, carry on. I mean, like, the thing is, is women, sometimes they have high standards. Sometimes they think they can do it alone. It might be a narcissism thing. Like, who who knows why women do shit? Like, women do crazy things, irrational things, based on emotion all the time. So I'm not really sure if I can even answer that question. What's social security like in, in in the Dominican Republic? No, we don't have social security. So she was raising the kids on just straight on her own. Is that, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Did she work as well? Yeah, she used to take all the works like she could, like uh, washing clothes for other people. You know, before they were like like uh, washing machines were like here so uh, popular. I'm 34. You're 34. Yeah, 34. My mom is 58. Okay. So, obviously, um, there was no state around. How did she manage to look after you and have a job? Have a job, have a commitment? Well, she used to work and go on came back like at 3 p.m or 4 p.m in the in the in the afternoon we we used to go to school in the morning and in the afternoon 
and by the time she came home like we were already you know like an hour there or something like that she also she also uh asked the the neighbors you know to take a look on us and stuff like that so it was the community that raised right you as well yeah okay okay i mean yeah here's the thing like it's all about female need. If if she if there was some kind of extended family, or the community is very tight knit and they were willing to pitch in, you know, if she, I don't know, she she may have just been burned so hard she didn't want to give another guy a chance. But I think that's a very personal. That's a personal thing. So I mean, I can't really say why why women do anything in life. It's usually emotional. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I, I did remember you saying, I mean, obviously, you, you, you wanted to make a comparison between women back in the day and women in 2017. Now, I think that, you know, a community raising a child in, in 2017, that wouldn't be the case anymore, would it? Yeah, like, for example, now, all the women that get a kid, you know, they put on child support because yeah. here, child support is, you know, like, before it was to be... Uh, it used to be like like today like you go to a ch to a judge like for child support and maybe you never get it but now like you get the uh for child support you know and for example there is a woman that works on on my job she has like uh four or five kids something like that and everyone by, by, the, by the same one second by the same man or by different men no all different men oh my god Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so my, my cooperation is like what happened before because you know, like my mom, I'm known uh, some some other women that were like that, you know, uh, mothers of friends of mine stuff that tell me the same story. So what happened that time that it's not happening now because it's because of the internet, it's because there's more communication, because things have changed. I don't, I don't know. Is it, what are you saying? Like it, it's because it's a smaller world. Is that what you're saying? You know, where where they a woman can go on Tinder and swipe right a couple of times and then she's got a match. Yeah. Actually, Actually there's there is another explanation for it. Go ahead. Go ahead. The go explanation ahead. that I have for it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm I'm fascinated to hear. It's uh, international feminism. 20, 30 years ago, you know, when your mom was raising you, she didn't have a bunch of feminists breathing down her neck telling her she can go get child support. She didn't have uh, United States-sponsored feminist organizations bringing Planned Parenthood into the country. She didn't have all this, uh, you know, NGO funding with all these these um, NGO organizations in there pushing feminism, pushing gynocentrism, and pushing abortion, and pushing all this Planned Parenthood propaganda. That's how they go into these countries. And so the main difference you have is, is that, well, maybe your, your, your biological father and your biological mother didn't necessarily keep their relationship. He left for another woman. She realized that she needed to raise you. And so she used the resources she had to maintain responsibility and to find the work she could to be responsible. And because you guys had strong community ties within your community and you had good family relationships and, and good community relations, you were able to, to get raised reasonably well, I'm assuming. Um, but now today in 2017, where you know everybody's pushing 
you know the, the the feminist destruction of marriage and relationships and everybody's pushing abortion and birth control and everything else these women are out there and they're uh you know their their biological supporter i should say their financial supporter is the sugar daddy of the state enforcing their will as opposed to uh you know trying to be loyal to a husband so now you have this huge issue where these feminist organizations are helping write the laws they're helping uh they're involved in the court and they're doing the same thing they did here i thought he said that there wasn't welfare or child support in his country is that back then there wasn't but oh. back in the day yeah oh well yeah that's why yeah i mean yeah that, now that, we have child support yeah now. that's that's the whole that's how it works you know with you know, f- feminism gives like this whole women's liberation what are women being liberated from just ask yourself that question when feminism talks about liberating women who is the oppressor that they're liberating women from take all the time you need if you repeat the question please okay feminism traditional gender roles well, traditional no well that's that's being too ambiguous i mean on, honestly who is oppressing women that women need to be liberated from here nobody men men are the oppressor that feminism promises to uh liberate women from their need to rely on men for their financial support by giving them welfare programs by giving them child support and alimony by giving them the man's money because what do women do like the reason why they wanted no fault divorce because they're trapped in these terrible these terrible marriages and they need the government to save them from these terrible marriages so they need to be liberated from their husbands from their families because they're they're being oppressed so what feminism does is it liberates them from their families. And then it, the men are the oppressors that feminism is liberating them from. And what they're doing is they're replacing their dependence on men with the government. So the feminists and the women can get their support via the government through child support, welfare, and so forth. They no longer need to be part of a family. They no longer need to put up with a man or a family. They can just get taken care of because the government's going to take the money from men and give it to them. So, that's I mean that's how feminism works everywhere. That's right, and we're exporting feminism all around the world. Right. That's why that's why everybody got pissed when Trump said we're not going to fund abortion internationally anymore, and he signed that executive order preventing it. And feminists lost their shit because they lost their meal ticket in all these third world countries. Well, and we also do it in like in Japan in 1945 when we defeated Japan. One of, one of the things we did is we forced the Japanese to give women the right to vote. The Japanese didn't like get together. We forced them to as a condition of their surrender to give women the right to vote. And then you look like then you look at places like Iraq. Pretty much we go in, we fuck up a country, we put in our little puppets, and then we force them to give women rights. Regardless of their culture. Yeah, that makes sense. About abortion, like uh the they approve now the law that you can't have an abortion under any circumstance, even rape or uh, mm-hmm. biological defect, anything. You can get, you know, like uh, to prison for that. And really, women lost their shit here about that. But that confuses me because, you know, this country is very gynocentric, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's like very macho, you know? Well, like, no, that's probably because you're religious, because of the whole, it's murdering a baby. But just give, yeah. give, it, give it time. Right, question from the chat, it's from Alderberth. He says, to Jay, did your dad leave or did she leave? 
because in my country, usually women that get dumped don't get new man. He <laughs> sounds like he's a Kazakhstan or Poland or I don't know from somewhere. But can you ask that question, please? Well, my father left. Uh, he left. But my theory about, about that is this: this one. Like by that time, my mom, you know, became a Christian. So my father used to drink a lot, you know, and go on parties and stuff like that because, like, he didn't have uh, his, uh, you know, like this. He's youthful, you know, he's, he's youth uh, going to parties and stuff like that. So maybe they have that disagreement and he had another woman by the side. He got her pregnant. But the family of that woman, you know, like support that woman and force him to take care of her. So I think that's what that's the reason why she left my mom and left us and went to that uh, with that with that woman. Okay. Well, you know, in a in a society where the here's the thing, the reason why women initiate like 80% of divorces is because the laws are so heavily favoring them. If the laws weren't so gynocentric, you probably see a more even 50/50 split. So, you know, you could say one of the unintended consequences of gynocentrism is men don't leave their families even if they normally would because they don't want to get divorce raped. So that's one thing. So, you know, in a society that's just, it sounds like your country hasn't been in, like completely just ruined by feminism for very long. Like it's just starting to take root. You haven't gotten the worst of it yet. So, you know, there's st you're still going to have men doing, you know, that kind of shit. But then as the, the laws get worse and they punish men more, you're going to find that women are going to become overwhelmingly responsible for divorce because they get the cash and prizes for initiating divorce. And the men, even if they're in a shitty marriage, they're not going to want to leave. I mean, in America, we have a saying called cheaper to keeper, where men just stay in a relationship because they know if they try to leave, they're going to get completely destroyed in divorce court. So they just stay with it. Yeah. I have a friend with that situation that lives in New York. Right. So you don't have that in a country where the laws aren't too bad. So, you know, your dad, you know, for unfortunately for you that he left, but it's it's a product of your society not being so gynocentric that men feel trapped and they have nowhere to go. Because the funny thing is, that's what feminists claimed. They claimed that they were trapped in these marriages and they needed no-fault divorce and stuff so that they can escape and be financially independent by taking money from their ex-husbands. So now what they've done is by liberating women, they've oppressed men. Because now it's men who are trapped. Because they have to take, they, they're, they don't, they they don't have an option. They have to take care of these women no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I mean, unfortunately, it looks like... I mean, w I assume women vote in your country. Yeah, they do. Right. So, you're, you, the slow death has begun. Uh, once women vote, you, you can't stop it. You can't roll things back. It's just a question of do you slow it down? You can try to slow... Religion does a good job of slowing things down, but it always loses in the end. Uh, the, the the religion... You see this in America, too. I mean, religion's pretty dead, but even when it wasn't dead, it became gynocentric. So the church will become more and more gynocentric. Uh, it'll start to adopt the norms of the culture, including feminism. It'll start to downplay things like females submitting to their husbands and shit like that in favor of, you know, equality and egalitarianism. And when religion starts to die, you're going to see just overt feminism and misandry take hold. 
and it's just going to get worse and worse until you're just like America, Canada, the UK, Australia, all the other shitty countries where MGTOW are pretty big because men don't really have an alternative. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had some I wish I had some kind of thing like, "Oh, you know, you could you could fix it. Just do this." There there is no thing you can do. You just So, Jay, you know. do you have any contact with your father? Is that what? Oh yeah, I have contact with him. Like he, like he left, but he wasn't paying, you know, like charge support for us, and he stayed like coming back and in, like and in, you know. And I had a conversation with him, like uh, a couple, yeah, yeah, like a year ago. Left. Yeah, that's what I was. That was gonna be my next question. But carry on. Yeah, so I told him, like, you know, you weren't there when I was raising you know you you didn't support us financially so i have to take classes on on public schools and i have to go through a lot of bad things but even with that you know like oh you cut out you still there I'm like a friend okay. you know because and i don't know how he took it you know but for example now that i was that i graduated from uh from the from college he was very happy you know because i did that you know and i don't know the the question fitting uh you cut out for like 10 seconds yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know if you want to you were talking about how your dad wasn't there for you um and then you cut out for a few seconds and then i think you said something about friend Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> my dad wasn't there when, you know, supporting us financially. So, one day, he, uh, I talked to him and I told him, like, I don't see you like a father. I see you more like a friend because okay. you were never there. But sometimes, like, you were there just to give us an advice and you didn't disappear at all that's all but financially you didn't support us so i had to go to public school you know and do a lot of things of my own right yeah it's it is unfortunate you know like um i mean it, you know obviously i don't i think i don't know what he obviously had his reasons but if he's reaching out now and he wants to be part of your life, I wouldn't reject him simply because he wasn't there for you. Because here's the thing, you know, you're an adult now. Uh, he probably just didn't want to put up with your mom's shit. But now that you're an adult, he wants a relationship with you because you are his son. So... Hey, TSM, I'm, I'm sorry, let me just jump in here. Okay. The guy's 34 years old. What's, what's the dad going to teach him? now that he's well, no, for you. well not yeah. necessarily teach him but just be part of his life because he is your father i'm not he may not have like a lot of fatherly wisdom to impart yeah i'll tell you like he he left he left my mom but mm -hmm. he never supported her financially but he was there like sometimes you know telling us advice and saying things because my mom never talked bad about him you know like she never came to us like tell you you're that is bad because this and that no she never said anything like that like she told us like when we were adults i don't know maybe i was 20 26 27 28 and she told me the reason i didn't want to talk bad about your dad is because i don't want i didn't want you and your brother and your sister you know to hate him because he left uh he left us and did this and did that you know 
Well, it sounds like that your mom had a different set of values than probably 95% of every woman on the planet right now. Yeah. Yeah, and the same thing. I mean, I mean, did you sit your dad down, sit your dad down and say, hey, you know, what was wrong with mom that you had to get up and leave? That's, you know. He was banging somebody else. That's what was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. No, seriously. And the the other woman said, look, you know, you need to support me. Yeah, that will happen because that other woman, you know, her family, uh, was you know like pressuring him like mm-hmm. you shouldn't come and take this woman and you go to live with her because you pregnant you get her pregnant we're going to be the shit out of you mm, okay A little latino justice yeah latino justice man i guess so i think we can move on about that and okay. talk about another thing about uh, women in this, in this country you know okay uh this is pretty funny because we didn't have we didn't have a, a term for a gold digger here, okay. but we we do now is like chapeadora. All right, what does that translate to? You want to translate? <laughs> yeah, a chapeadora is like grass uh, grass cutter. Okay, grass cutter. Yeah, but that that's that's the definition of gold digging so many women here are now taking that you know like uh with pride like many women here take pride on on bragging that they took one guy and they took their money and didn't do anything or something like that and that thing is now spreading everywhere you know and men here are really gynocentric they defend women at all costs like Right. You raise your you raise your boys to a woman in the street, and you you have like all the white knights come to you, you know, like and and make and threat you, and even hit you for that. And that's pretty bad, man. Here. Yeah, I mean, uh, white knighting. Uh, basically, the only way to prevent kind of centrism is you have to eliminate female choice, or you have to eliminate male competition. You either have to have so few men to go around that the men have no reason to fight over women because there's so many women to go around, but that's kind of temporary because once the population stabilizes, they're going to become gynocentric. The way societies tend to keep gynocentrism in check is they don't give female choices. You know, they have arranged marriages, they make um, divorce illegal, and they punish adultery with death. And that eliminates females don't really have a choice anymore because, you know, the father and the husband work something out and then that's the end of their choices. And so there's no reason for men to kiss women's asses because they can just work a deal out with the fathers if they want, you know, the daughter's hand in marriage. So that that's a, that seems fucked up, you know, you're taking women's rights away, but that's that's the only way to prevent a, a society from becoming gynocentric. Because once you have male competition, and once you have female choice, the men compete by vying for the women's affections. That's yeah, and they, they compete by white knighting, by giving her gifts, by sucking up to her, by trying to be a bigger nice guy. And like obviously different men compete in different ways. The alphas will compete with their looks and their genes, the betas will compete with their money, and the cucks will compete by being, you know, nice guys and trying to give them things like rights and shit like that to try to be the nice guys. It's just everyone's trying to reproduce. Everybody tries to put whatever kind of tool they have to try to get that pussy. And if women choose, they're going to pander to women's choices to get pussy. That's that's what it's all about. And unfortunately, yeah. you've already had feminism. Women are voting. It's kind of screw- you're kind of screwed at this point. Now you're not as far along as we are in the U.S. 
but you know it's just that's like saying you know you look at the black community in the u.s they're farther along than like let's say the whiter hispanic communities their single motherhood is out of control and so other shit like that they're they're worse off um but they're not they're only a few decades ahead like if you look at the single motherhood rate in the 50s it's about what the white single motherhood rate is now so all the problems that the black community currently has in comparison to let's say the white community in a few decades the white community is going to be just like the black community it's all it's a matter of time just because you know right now we're further along in in united states canada you know all these other countries we're further along than countries like yours because we've had feminism longer but the results are going to be the same you're just you're looking into your future so you know obviously don't get married because what's going to happen is the laws are only going to get worse and you're not going to get grandfathered in so even if the laws aren't super bad now they're going to get worse as the decades roll on and i'm okay with that i don't want to have kids so. okay that's fine but i'm just letting you know and then unfortunately there's no way to fix it just like you can't fix feminism in the west because women vote women vote in your country you can't fix it there either you're kind of fucked so just uh, you know the good news is uh you're you're we're further along than you are you actually have more time to prepare than we do because your country's not as fucked as us so enjoy the time you have make the most of it follow your dreams uh you may actually be okay for a generation or so because it, it took a few generations for things to get really really bad so you may actually live and die peacefully and not even have to worry about you know suffering through the consequences of a full-on gynocentric collapse like we'll possibly have to in places like america yeah, we're much like like the black community in the United States. We have tons of single mothers here, you know. Yeah. But then what single moms do is that they trap, you know, like these nice guys that mm -hmm. work in offices and stuff, uh, you know, to support their, their bastard kid. And they, you know, like have another kid with them. And then after that, sometimes they just, you know, dump them and put them on child support. That's what sometimes right. they do. Yeah, because that's what feminism gives them the option to do. They, they, like, uh, someone was asking me, because in a video I talked about how uh, marriage only benefits women. And their rebuttal was, well, if marriage benefits women, how come women initiate divorce so much? And I'm like, well, because women don't need to stay married, they just need to get married. Like, once they get married, they now have, they can collect their cash and prices at any time. They don't need to stay married, they just need to get married that one time, and then they're good. Then they can, they can get a divorce and they can get their kids and their money and their alimony and they don't have to work ever again that's what the welfare state that's what feminism gives women it liberates them from men and their dependence on men by replacing man's independence with slavery it liberates women by enslaving men by making them slaves of the state which is why MGTOW had the term wage slave where a man is basically forced to work for free or face jail time and support his ex-wife that's yeah, that's much. slavery right so yeah women are liberated but at men's expense yeah so yeah it's it fucking sucks but that you have no better options well one last thing uh is another topic uh have you seen the the mouse utopia experiment yeah a bunch of the, uh, i mean a bunch of videos have been made about it so that's why i haven't made a video about it because it's been okay, covered my, like to death my question is like do you think we are we can compare our society or world with that 
Um, somewhat. The, the difference is in the Mouse Utopia experiment. And let me just, I guess I'll talk about it. I mean, if you've been a MGTOW for a while, I'm sure you've watched the video on the Mouse Utopia experiment. But basically, they had a bunch of mice. They put them in this, this kind of, you know, glass you know, habitat, and they just gave them all the food they wanted. They just loaded them full of food. Like, there was never a want of food. And so the mice just bred out of control. And eventually when like, there was no room left, um, the mice split into two groups. There was a group called the beautiful ones, and they just stuck to themselves and didn't want to deal with anyone's bullshit. And then the rest of them just continued to breed and breed and breed until like the entire colony died. Like, even though they were had all this food, they just stopped reproducing and died out. And they repeated this, and it happens every single time. So, the whole how it compares to MGTOW is that MGTOW are like the beautiful ones. They're the ones who see the bullshit and just check out. Now, the difference between the Mouse Utopia experiment and, you know, the world is the mice couldn't escape the sanctuary. Imagine living in, like, a city that was wholly gynocentric and you couldn't leave. Like, you know, like maybe outside the city. Well, not, I'm not. I'm talking like something like you know, like Total Recall. We're outside. You know, there's no air. Like you have to live in the city because there's no atmosphere outside the city. Like you're literally trapped. Then you might have a, a mouse utopia experiment. But in the world, you can leave. If the mice couldn't leave in the experiment, they had no choice but to to sit around. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, pretty good. I think that's all. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, thank you then. <laughs> all right. Thank you for being on the show. Right. And take care. Don't forget, you get like a free book. I do. Yeah. You do. You get my book. Oh. Yeah, you get it on the show. Yeah. I was going to buy it next week, but okay. See, I, I told DDJ stop giving them away because you're losing sales, but he insisted. <laughs> you can buy it for a friend. Yeah, you can buy an extra yeah, copy. I will. I will. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, Noctus, he's already got the book. Um, he's got another book, and he's going to give it to his dad. So nice. Yeah, share the knowledge because the more people that have the knowledge, the more people that can use it as a handbook. Sure. Yeah, like uh, another thing about that, Surfing Monkey, you said that you had an app for Windows 10. I have a, uh, the uh, the Amazon app for Windows 7, and it works too for for. Uh, books and ebooks, you right. can download it from their path from the page. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no reason if you need an EPUB reader, I'm sure they exist. You know, they're free. It's it's a very simple program. Yeah, on Amazon Kindle for PC, you can download it, or or for your uh, Android or uh, iPhone. Yeah, Kindle Kindle you can run on any device. The Kindle app. Well, thank you, man. Have a good thank day. You. Cat, do you yeah, have any we questions? Sneak past yep, we do. Yep. One second. Let me just sort something out. Right. Okay. Yeah, let's knock it out. Yeah. So, basically, we've got um, 13 minutes. Let's get these questions out before we close the show. So, question from P Grabber, P underscore Grabber, 2016. He says, TFM, why should the government allow no fault divorce to pass if it will ruin not only everyone's families but the politicians' families as well? It doesn't make any sense to give all your authority away if it affects these children. Oh, well, no, because, okay, children don't vote. And women are the majority of voters. That's why no fault divorce gets passed. Politicians need to get reelected. 
and you know and guys tend to have this it won't happen to me this is why you know like i've had people in this very podcast be like oh i'm trying to red pill my friends and they don't want to be red pilled so men have this attitude where they think like oh it won't happen to me my my special in the wall will never leave me but yeah oh yeah sure a lot of women are going to divorce their husbands but they deserve it because they're assholes but not me I'm, I'm a special person, and I, I treat my wife with such respect. So, you know, that's just... I, I don't know what to tell you. They, they, they're going to be in denial until it happens to them. It's very normal. And when it comes to the, the no-fault divorce and destroying families, politicians are only thinking in terms of the next election. And when a politician is facing loss in re-election they know if they pass some feminist law they're going to get the feminists on their side and because women have a strong own group bias if feminists decide if, if the the media gets involved and says this is a woman's issue this is a war on women the average woman will get on board with the feminist narrative like women are incredibly stupid when it comes to that stuff so they, they jump on board with the bandwagon of, oh, yeah, this is a women's right. Of course I deserve free tampons. Of course I deserve paid period leave. Whatever feminists are demanding, it's a, it's a war against women if you don't give it to me. Even women who aren't really even feminists, they just see, oh, this, is, this will benefit me. So, of course, I'm going to support it. And so they'll get on board with it. And you're talking about these are the majority of voters. This is a democratic, a democratic system. They are the majority of voters. They're going to get what they want. So uh, it doesn't matter if it hurts families. It doesn't matter if it hurts that particular politician's family. All that all that matters is they are going to get reelected for one more one more election. DDJ, do you have anything to add to that? No. Sweet. So uh, next question is for you, DDJ, because I'm not I'm not going to let you sleep on this uh, podcast. He says, uh, it's from Keeping It Simple One. He says, uh, DDJ, who is the chick on the front of the cover? <laughs> and how did you get her to agree to using her likeness? Oh, um, that's actually not a chick. That's a Photoshop creation. Okay. And uh, the Photoshop creation gave me its permission to use its likeness. Oh, so it's like a stock image? It's not even a stock image. It's not. It's not. It's not a single person. It's an amalgamation of a bunch of people that they just put together. Okay. Right. So like, 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 like. Just so you know, like the artists that I had do it could change the. Eye. I had them change the eye color. I had them change the hair color. Um, there were a lot of changes that I was able to make with that because it was a. It was a photoshopped uh, creation. It, it's not a single woman. Okay. okay, so okay. It, so the woman that you know that did have the likeness, if she was looking at it, she wouldn't even, she wouldn't even recognize herself. But that's that's pretty much what you're saying. I'm saying that the ten women, the ten or twelve women that this that the uh, woman on the cover is based off of would go, oh, you know, she has my eye color, or she has my cheek color, or, you know, she has my nose shape, or you know, but again, it's it's a it's a bunch of different women. Okay, okay. cool, right, right. Next question, it's from Drillo124, he says, uh, I think this is a response to a question that we asked previously in the show, he says, actually, that's kind of a hypocrite thing to say to FM. People are, you know, he said that in uh, Block Capitals, are slaves to their biological instincts and they become addicted to porn the same way they get addicted to food. 
Um, they, I'd like they, to step in. They here can if be. I could. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, first and foremost, anybody who's a slave to their addictions is a cuck and a bitch. Okay. The reality is, is that everybody can work through pain. Everybody can overcome pain. And so, you know, if you think somebody's a hypocrite because you don't have the personal strength to overcome those challenges, that's not on you. You shouldn't be projecting that on the TFM or anybody else. The idea here that, that people can't overcome these addictions, it's, it's at best, it's bullshit. You can go online and you can search around. There's people who have overcome heroin addictions and cocaine addictions and all these different types of addictions. And most of those people who've done it have never been to a 12-step program. They've never gone to any kind of inpatient treatment or th things like that. The way they were able to overcome these things was to change their mind, wake up one day, and to start having a healthy lifestyle. And you see it time and time again. You listen to people who have overcome the addictions and they've said, look, you know, how did you overcome your addiction when all these other people can't do it? And he said, look, I just I woke up one morning and I said, this is what I was going to do. And they changed their mind in order to do that. So you have to understand that when it comes to addiction, there there's there's a gut check process that's been that has to be made. So, you know, if you can't make it, it is what it is. But just because you don't understand it and just because you're ignorant doesn't mean you need to project that on anybody else. Well, yeah. And, the, you know, he might be one of those nofab guys. If you struggle with porn addiction, then by all means, don't look at porn. If that's your kryptonite, then stay away from it. You have to know, you know, your you have to know your weaknesses. I'm not telling anyone that, you know, if you ha if you struggle with a certain addiction or if you can't handle porn and you can't handle waifus and an anime, then stay away from them. But that doesn't mean you are not a template. You're not like, you are not humanity. You're not me. So just because you struggle with porn and you can't control your biological urges and you need to take drastic actions to limit your exposure to things that you have an addiction to doesn't mean I am. Doesn't mean everyone else is. It's just you. And it doesn't mean I don't have my own issues that I struggle with. It just means like, don't project your issues onto me. Just like I'm not projecting my issues onto you. You know, we're all we're all going our own way, and that doesn't that doesn't mean, you know, if, if it means tuning out porn forever for you, then tune out porn forever. I I watch porn. I jerk off, saying that like I'm a slave. I'm not. It's that's like saying I'm a slave to food. I have to eat or I die. You know, I get hungry. I get weak. I need to eat food. Oh, I'm a slave to food. If you want to use that type of language, okay whatever and if, if if you think you're better I don't know everyone has to eat everyone has to drink everyone gets horny however you deal with that horniness whether it's you just ignore it until it goes away whether you jerk off to porn whether you go to Asian massage parlors and get happy ending hand jobs however you deal with that that doesn't mean you're a slave to it you're, you're managing it okay so next question guys Okay. I am the only thing it's from King Richard III. He said, TFM, should presidential candidates candidates have served in the military for a certain amount of years in order to qualify to become president? In the past, many leaders have joined the military in order to show their merit as a great leader. Right. No, should we go back to such a system? Right, yeah. I mean, most presidents did serve in the military, but there was also they're from generations where there is a war every generation. So, I mean, obviously, times have changed, and now 
there really hasn't been a real war for a few generations. I mean, unless you volunteered for the military, you really didn't you didn't have to go to Iraq or Afghanistan. So, I think because the president does control the military and he does control, you know, waging war, he should have served in the military so that he can appreciate what that means. You know, because it's it's like usually. I think officers should have to do a few years as an enlisted person before they become an officer. They should at least know what it's like. They should know what it's like at the bottom before they start making commands at the top. That's the issue. Is When people are so far removed and they don't understand that these are people, or they only understand it in a superficial way, you don't understand like what war is if all it is is, you know, you go to a... Like, Trump's never served in the military. You know, so, you know, he let's say he, he goes in, he sends 100,000 troops to, to Syria to go, whatever, fight ISIS or some shit, right? He doesn't know what that means. He's never been there. He doesn't know what, that's, what people are going through when it comes to that sort of thing. Now, I'm not saying, like, everyone has to go to a war zone, but they should serve in the military, so that they can, so when they have the power of commanding the military as the commander in chief, they know what that means and they can appreciate what that means. Okay. Right. Next question. It's from same person again. Okay. White eighty six hundred. I think his name is King Richard the Third as well. Um, okay. He's asking different. He's asking the same questions in different accounts. But anyway, I digress. TFM. Who would suffer the most during the civil war in, in the in America? Wait, can you repeat Old the question? Or women, who would suffer more during during the civil war in America? Old people or women? Oh, women will be fine. Uh, the attractive ones, anyway. I mean, like women are going to lose their rights, but as long as they know how to suck a dick, and as long as they have a man to protect them, they'll be fine. Uh, old people are completely fucked. Because, you know, women over, you know, one, there's articles. Once women turn 50, they're completely invisible. So what are they going to do? What are, what are women, what are old ladies going to do to get men to protect them? Because they can't offer sex. A young woman can offer her sex. Protect me, provide for me, and I'll fuck you. I'll let you put your erect penis into my vagina. What are, what are old people going to offer? They have nothing to offer. All they can do is try to make you feel sorry for them. And pity... Pity does not trump sex. If you offer a young man sex from a young woman or an old lady that wants you to feel sorry for, who's going to win? Who's going to get that man's support? The young woman or the old lady who wants who you know wants you to feel sorry for her? It's definitely not going to be Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Old ladies you're, old ladies are fucked, especially old men. Uh, in fact, old men, nobody's going to have pity for old men. Old men are completely fucked. And old women are fucked, too, because the young women... Men can only support so many people, especially in a, a shit-hitting-the-fan scenario. There's only going to be so many things. That, there's only, A man can only support so many. And so he's going to prioritize himself, and he's going to prioritize, you know, his bitch. The woman that's letting him put his penis inside of her. That's who he's going to protect. So if you're just some some old lady or some old man or somebody who wants their support because of the goodness of your heart, you're going to be really fucking disappointed when they don't give you that support because they just... They only have so much support to give. And you're not... You're not... You're not going to make the cut. 
Okay, next question. It's from Doji Candle. It says, thoughts on the Forex market? Wait, repeat the question. Thoughts on Forex market? For, um... Thoughts on the Forex market. All right, currency, people, okay, here's these people, they, they want me to answer these questions about these weird, like, um, you know, they want me to, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, yeah, and uh, now the Forex is basically uh, currency exchanges. Don't invest in fucking currency exchanges. It's fucking gambling because it's 100% based on what the government does. If the government decides to devalue its currency, it affects the foreign exchange market. If, you know, whatever, you want to invest in companies because companies seek profit. They pay dividends. Foreign currency doesn't pay dividends for shit. It's like people who want to invest in stock options. Stock options are gambling. Foreign currency exchanges are gambling. Invest in a company that pays a dividend invest don't gamble and yeah for every all these success stories like oh i invested in forex and i got a 300 percent return yeah sure you did you got one time you made a, a killing just like everyone you know everyone hits that jackpot once in a while that's not a strategy if you want to invest long term and build wealth you don't want to play the forex market you don't want to play fucking cryptocurrencies you want to invest in something stable i get really worried when i see people talking about oh i have all my money in some bullshit cryptocurrency oh and i'm making like 300 percent return they're gonna lose their shirt come back in five years and tell me how rich you are from these fucking cryptocurrencies you're gonna be bankrupt and you're gonna be like, oh shit, I lost everything when this cryptocurrency, you know, fell. And if you had a diversified portfolio in companies that paid dividends, instead of putting all your shit in one basket and trying to gamble, because what happens is, is people, they get those big paydays. They have that one time where that stock option really paid and they, they doubled their money, or they invested in the Forex market and they doubled their money, or they put it in cryptocurrency and they doubled their money. And like, oh man, this is, this is my, they wanna get rich quick. Slow and steady wins the race. The tortoise wins the race every time. You want to go, you want to, it's going to take decades to build wealth. But you know what? If you, I'll, g I'll give you a perfect example. Imagine you, you're, you lost 50% of your money. But then, so you, you, you've invested in something, it went down 50%. But then the next day it went up 50%. How much money do you have? Let's say you had 100. You had 100 units. It went down 50%, and then it went up 50%. How much do you have now? Zero. No, you have 75. You went from 100, you went from 100, you lost 50%, you're down to 50. Well, now you, you gain 50%. Well, 50% of 50 is 25, so you're only back up to 75. So you may think, oh, I lost 50 and I gained 50. Well, no, you lost 50 and gained 25. So you're you've actually still you're still down 25. It's much if you want to win with money and investments, it's actually more important not to lose than it is to gain. If if it's if you give me a choice of making a high return but it's very volatile and I have to constantly buy and sell, I'm going to pass. I'm going to go with something that I can invest longer term. It may pay a smaller dividend year over year. But it's going to be more consistent. I'm not going to lose money. Because you don't have a choice. When it comes to foreign currency, you know, a lot of times you you have to exchange it. Or you hold it. Like, there's no dividends. There's like people who talk about um, owning gold as an investment. Gold is a shitty investment. It's, it's a good hedge against inflation, but it's not a good investment because it doesn't pay dividends. Stocks pay dividends. Like, and your stock, your stock uh, options expire. And they become worthless if you don't use them. So it's fucking, it's gambling. Don't gamble. Don't gamble with your retirement. 
be smart. Don't chase those big paydays because you have you have decades. Do, play smart. Don't lose money. That's how you win. Okay, so next question. Almond, it's from Almond Bitter Butter. It says, TFM and DDJ, can you give a very detailed and or general de definition of internalization and if possible examples and ways people can internalize okay well i mean you're talking about like that's like a psychology thing so this i'm not a psychologist so i i mean i can give you my layman's thing i did a video called uh male internalized abuse where boys who are abused blame themselves for their abuse that that's as far as I mean, really, as as far as I would go with internalization. If you want a general breakdown of internalization, you probably want to talk to some a channel that specializes in psychology, not me. Okay, sweet. That's, uh, DDJ, do you have anything to add to that? Or are you... no, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty basic. You know, I mean, I agree with what TFM says. There's just really not much more to. I mean, unless there's a context that this person has. Yeah, he, he, he's know. asking for like a general breakdown of internalization as a concept, which, you know, yeah, obviously you're basically, instead of internalizing things, you're internalizing things. You're taking things that aren't your fault and you're blaming yourself for them. That's basically what internalization is in a nutshell. I don't know how much more detailed you want me to be or how much you want me to break it down. It's, there's really not much to break down without context. So if you want more, I did a video called Male Internalized Abuse. Go ahead and watch that. Uh, if you want a specific context outside of that, you're going to have to give me some kind of context to work with. All right, moving on. Right, next question. It's from Revered Migtel. He says, if a Western nation becomes a Muslim nation due to virtual signaling women voters mm -hmm. then women's rights are taken away right. from that country will women vote differently in the remaining western countries um yeah you're gonna see a return to traditionalism possibly even fascism like nationalism stuff like that um from some women again but you notice the the nationalist uh pro you know trump women are all like attractive young women anybody catch catch on onto that little trend no, no, I've, yeah, but, okay. I've, so, I do. yeah, a lot of the because this is what they found in the uh, in Republicans. Married women vote Republican. Ugly women vote Democrat. Ugly single women vote Democrat. So you're going to see that the attractive women, the attractive Western women, are going to embrace uh, possibly fascism, nationalism. Uh, you know, rejecting fighting Islam because they're attractive. The men are going to take care of them, and they they don't want they don't want to lose their rights. So they want to protect Western civilization because they're attractive. Men are going to take care of them, but the bitter, ugly feminists, nobody wants them. So they don't really have an option. They're kind of fucked. They're just trying to enjoy the party while it lasts. But they, yeah, they'll never change. So it. Unfortunately, that's it's it's always going to be just like there's weak men and strong men. 
you know, masculinity is defined by physical strength, more or less. So the differentiation between unmasculine or a masculine or an effeminate is strength. When it comes to femininity, we're talking about youth and beauty and attractiveness. You know, a feminine woman is attractive and young. Uh, ma you know, an unfeminine woman is, is old and ugly. So just like you have weak men kind of fucking it up for the rest of us, you know, the cucks and the manginas, you have the ugly, bitter feminists kind of fucking it up for the average woman. But unfortunately, they can't, you know, like a man can't help if he's, he's weak, and a woman can't help if she's ugly. She was dealt a shitty genetic hand. But just like the cucks and manginas, the, the, the fat, ugly feminists are the ones destroying Western civilization because it, it benefits them to do so. And even if they lose their rights at the end of it, they, they have this, like, misery loves company, if I can't have it, no one can type of attitude. So if it comes down to them, if, every, if, if society's going to burn, they'd rather everyone suffer along with them than them go back to, you know, having to you know, be alone and ugly. It's it's kind of a fucked up thing, but that's they're they're ugly bitches. I mean, they have they're miserable. That's their whole life. That's why they become feminists is they want the government to be the the husband that would never marry them freely. Like men don't want to marry me, so I need the government to take care of me, and be my husband. That's feminism in a nutshell. Okay, right. Next question is from Artemis the kitten. He says. TFM, what happens when one loses his house through divorce, but he has a will to give that house to his bloodline offsprings? Will this bloodline offspring still get the house when he dies? Um, if the wife gets the house, um, usually, if if the wife is awarded like an like a a family heirloom or something like that, a lot of times a judge will let you give her the value of the heirloom in lieu of the heirloom. If you can't afford that, the heirloom, um, you don't really have a lot of good options. You can you can set up an agreement to buy it from her later, but that's about it. Unfortunately, if the, the judge the judges don't care, like if your stuff like has been in the family for ten generations, but it's considered communal property and the judge wants to give it to your ex-wife there's really nothing you can do so she's going to get your family's house your homestead and the only way you're going to get it back is if you come up with some agreement with the judge and determine that you'll give her the value of the property in lieu of her actually inheriting the property or you offer to buy it from her later so you know if you have what you should put all that shit into a trust that way she can't, it's not even considered your property, so it doesn't become joint property. But if you inherited it, and it's considered your property, and then you get married, and now it's considered joint property, she can she can and will get it. So you should have put that shit in trust if it meant that much to you, unfortunately. Welcome to gynocentrism. Okay. Next question, it's from Panzer Fran. He says... What will the Western world be like after the collapsed Islamic takeover? Could we regress into a dark age? Will we become a third world country like Cambodia or Vietnam, where there's a huge gap between the rich and the poor? Right, okay, so this is like, I don't know, the 10th time? I don't know. In a worst case, best case scenario, we just have a slight economic you know, collapse and restructuring, kind of like the Soviet Union did. 
you know, if we just like, okay, our economy collapses, um, our government fails, we have to do a lot of restructuring, but there's no like world war, there's no massive loss of life, there's just some, you know, bad economic times for a few years, that's a best case scenario. In a worst case scenario, things absolutely hit the fan and we have World War III. And if that happens, I don't know what's going to happen. We could become a third world country. We could become, it could be the fucking zombie apocalypse. Who knows? It, it can get crazy. Okay. Right. Two more questions and then we're done. Right. Um, once, once the questions are done, um, I, have, I have an announcement to make before you start the raffle. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Right. Next question. It's from Revered McTow. He says, I have an open McTow in my congregation. He has asked several times how he can safely have a child. He's willing to save up. What should he do? He wants, a ch he wants to have a child, not a wife. Okay. So, wait. He wants, a, he wants a child with his wife? No. He wants to have a child, not a wife. So like Chris, oh like oh so he yeah, wants he, so he wants a surrogate, he wants a surrogate. yeah surrogate yeah unfortunately until the artificial womb becomes a thing your only option is surrogacy so not all countries allow surrogacy for single men so if you live in one of those countries where surrogacy is not an option because you're a single man you can try going to another country um, but fewer and fewer countries are offering surrogacy services to uh, foreigners. So it, it is a thing. So you, your options aren't good. Okay. Um. I did a video. I did a video about surrogacy, by the way. I'll, I'll link it when I export this to YouTube. Okay. So last question. It's from the intricacies of living. Sorry. Okay. I'm eating. <laughs> he says, do you think we can run a positive spin campaign like the one I suggested above to eliminate all the gynecologic laws, such as having images of crying children, men and women robbing and killing, etc.? So is he asking about using propaganda to try to get women to embrace the patriarchy? Yeah, that's what, that's what I imagine. I mean, he he probably says some stuff up, you know. Up, right. Up, so yeah. So here's here's the problem. In, in theory, it makes sense, but feminism is going to counter any propaganda you give. Like I'll give you the perfect example: voter ID. So, voter ID is now a racist issue. Now, what is how is showing your ID when you go to vote a racist issue? Well, the left has posited the fact that, you know, people people need to show ID as racist because uh, apparently black people can't figure out how to get an ID. They can apparently buy alcohol and figure out how to get a driver's license, but apparently there's so many black people who can't figure out how to get a free ID at the DMV that even mentioning that people need... I, people need voter ID is racist. It doesn't make any sense. There's, there's nothing inherently racist about showing your ID when you vote. Just like there's nothing racist about showing your ID when you buy alcohol. But according I to... Yeah, but my point was because it was like Mexicans that were voting... Right, no, well, that, that's why you need voter ID. But I'm saying the yeah. reason why the left... The, the argument the left uses to oppose voter ID is that it's racist. Because apparently black people can't figure out how to 
how to get voter how to get an ID card. That that's the argument. So let's say you you do this whole uh, campaign with you know trying to use propaganda to try to get women to embrace the patriarchy. Feminists are going to they're better at propaganda than you are. The left are masters of propaganda, so they're going to counter any propaganda you come up with. With I mean, look at the right. The right has been trying to promote family values, and what are family values? Family values are uh, male authority. That's what's missing in the family. That's what's destroyed the family is the lack of male authority. So what does the right do when they promote family values? The left attacks them as misogynists. So you can't, uh, this is, again, my, I did a video, a response to Allison Tiemann called You Can't Underbid Free because Allison, she's a honey badger. And she was, she was talking about how the right needs to offer women a better deal, kind of like what you're talking about. Appeal to women. Show them that feminism is not in their best interest. Show them a better way. The problem is that women uh, you already are getting everything they want without any responsibility. There's nothing that the right can offer them that feminism hasn't already given them. This is why the Equal Rights Amendment was shot down by feminists. And the right, even traditionalist women, rejected the ERA because they already had all the benefits of equality without any of the responsibility. Why would they embrace equality? Why would they embrace the responsibility of equality when they already had, they would gain nothing? They already had all the benefits. So what can the right offer women? Nothing. They have nothing to offer women. So there, there's nothing you can offer women that they can't, they, they're not already getting. Unfortunately, the answer is you just have to, you, you, you're never going to get women on board. You have to put that completely out of your mind. Women are never going to embrace the patriarchy. You just have to impose it. And if that bothers you, then you haven't felt enough pain. Let me know when you have, and we'll solve the problem together. But until you've actually, until you're ready to do what's necessary, the problem's just gonna keep getting worse. And that's okay. Just let me know when you're ready. When, when you're ready, we'll solve the problem together. But until you're ready, it's just gonna keep getting worse. Okay. Um, let's move on to uh, DDJ. Do you do you want to announce something before we do the raffle? Yes, I would like to let you guys know that congratulations to me. I have gotten my first one-star review from Amazon. And I would <laughs> I would read it to you. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Alright, this this review is by a gentleman, right? I'm assuming it's a gentleman, named Ibno Andalus. Uh, and, and the title of his interview is Speaks Out Against the Realities of Feminism While It Stereotypes Muslims. I couldn't believe that while exposing the feminist ideology as a clear and open-ending enemy to the sanctity of marriage and family institution, the author uses his own bigoted and racist ideas to spread misconceptions about Islam as being somehow oppressive towards women. Nothing could be more further from the truth than this. Although disguising his own falsehood behind a very valid argument against feminism, Bob Lewis, if that's my real name, goes on to parrot the racist narrative of Western culture as adopted to justify Muslims being targeted, discriminated against, monitored, and ostracized. Yay, me. Wow. Do you even talk about Islam in your book? Yeah. I, I mentioned it once. I said that there is no evidence in history of a patriarchal society that oppresses women with the exception of Sharia or, or Muslim society. That's yeah, the only that time I mentioned it. It's one, one, one sentence, maybe? Not even one sentence, dude. It was... Yeah, it's like a part of the <laughs> sentence. Yeah. 
yeah, apparently that triggered him and uh, he was done. So apparently mm. I'm a racist against a religion. I don't know how a religion became a race now, but well, maybe it's a yeah, no, no, that's, yeah, that's standard. Well, every, here's the thing. Just like everything is rape, yeah. <laughs> um, everything is racist because racist works. Just like when a woman cries rape, she gets results. When the left cries racism, they get results. So if they just say you're against Islam, because the thing is the left has been anti-Christianity forever. So saying right. that you're you're being you're discriminating based on religion, everyone's going to be like, "So you've been discriminating based on religion for years," and they're like, "Hmm, you're right." So now Islam is a race because they can't just say you're discriminating based on religion. Nobody's going to take them seriously. That's literally all it is. So that's why Islam is now a race. That's why everything is rape. They're just saying what will get them results. Yeah, I just I I was tickled pink by it. I thought it was pretty hilarious. So I just wanted to share. Yeah, they're, they're just typical leftist bullshit. They just they don't again. They're emotional thinkers. This this is why you know these these are the same people who will blame. They'll they'll cry for uh, gun control after any sort of tragedy, and, and but not hold the people accountable who actually committed the tragedy. Like right now, here's the thing. It's kind of funny. So right now, um, these refugees, these ISIS people who are killing all these people, they're using trucks and knives. Like what happened on the bridge today? A guy like ran over a bunch of people and then went on a stabbing spree. So they couldn't blame guns because no, there were no guns. It was stabbing and trucks. But if there, if if, if God forbid he used a gun, they'd be like calling for gun control. But even nobody's calling for knife control or truck control. But it's always the tool's fault. It's never the person's fault. So th that's yeah. that's the level of retardation you're dealing with when you when you're talking. And again, this is these are people who they're emotional thinkers. And I don't know if this person who left that one star review is really a man, or because a lot of women they use they use female or they use male names to try to like well, be taken seriously. Yeah, it sounded like they were just trying to do the dog whistle. Right. So even if that's even if that person happens to have a Y chromosome and a penis, they think like a woman. They're emotional right. thinkers, they're cucks. But, you know, that's male feminists, that's traditionalists in a nutshell. They're all cucks. What can you expect? They they do what feels good, not what actually works, what makes logical sense or is based on any facts or evidence. That's what women do. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it was just it, the thing that was hilarious is the one thing they zeroed in on was that I said that uh, you know Sharia and the, the, the Islam was oppressive to women, and all of a sudden, like you know, there's their entire review. You know, it, the funny thing is, is that it was like it, it was a couple of fucking words. So I, you know, I had to think back to when you said it, and you know. I, I just think that shows that just shows what you know what, what we're dealing with here. You know, people that just want to, you know, pigeonhole you into into a certain ideal to say, oh yeah, you know, he's sexist or you know he's he's you know he hates Muslims or he hates this group or that group or whatever. But you know, whatever. well, let 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 me tell you why it amused me so much. My book is about forty three thousand words, and I think maybe eight of them even address the muslim religion at all yeah that and that's what his he probably did he probably just did like control f typed in the yeah. word islam found that one section is like oh he talked about islam what a bigot islam is a race it's fucking you know whatever you know beta's gonna bait but anyway um guys let's move on okay to the raffle right um 
DDJ, do you want to call out the winner? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Go for it. All right, sweet. All right, here we go. All right, the winner oh. is Doji Candle. <laughs> you know what? I swear this guy just sent me a message and say, don't interview to the draw. Like, I've already purchased the book. <laughs> All right, well, that's fine. Um, okay. Raffle somebody else. Let's do it again. Right. If he already purchased it, let's do another one. There we go. Right. Almond better butter. Everybody. Almond better butter. Almond better butter. You win. You win the prize. Congratulations. You you win the internet, bro. Like, just message. Oh. Alright, congratulations, man. All you right. can rub your so butter with my book. Can <laughs> uh almond better butter. Hey, what's the deal? Uh just send me a message privately and I'll send you the the code that you can redeem it. Is all right with you? Please do, please do so now. So I can congratulations. You. All right, good job. Congratulations. Enjoy your book. All right, guys. Uh, is there anything we need to do? Now we can find. Are we in the no, show if or? we yeah, if we covered all the all the questions, I think we're good. Yep, we're good. All right, guys. So yeah, we we went a little bit over schedule, but it's okay. All right, guys. Yeah, not too bad. Not too, not. We, it wasn't like five and a half hours like that one time. All right. So, thanks for joining us on the Turfling Monkey Show, and we'll see you next week.